Greetings, Traveler, and welcome to another awesome episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Today is Turdos, Rain's Hand the 17th. Our show is sponsored in part by TweakedAudio.com for quality headphones and 30% off. Use our code OFFTHERECORD at TweakedAudio.com and by Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash Network is the link you need in order to download your free audiobook today. Also, special thanks goes to Jason F. from Massachusetts for his extremely generous donation this week. Thanks, Jason. And also by awesome fans such as Tyler N., who says, awesome podcast and community. By Thomas D., who says, love the shows. Been meaning to donate for a long time. Thank you for all you do and everyone at QGN. And by Catherine M. to say, this is to show my appreciation for your podcast. Uh, you can find us at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash, yeah, you guess it, Elder Scrolls Off The Record. Tweet us at Elder Scrolls OTR. And watch this episode live at twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork, 7 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday. And if you can't make it, you can find this episode on youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. We have a big, big surprise for you today. We have the one and only creative director of Elder Scrolls Online and the lifetime winner of the uh, Shanks Huge G Award, <laughs> Paul Sage. <laughs> Paul Sage. <laughs> oh, hi, guys. Is that like you to say something? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was probably just here basking in the glory of Shanks Award for a little bit longer. Yeah. As you should. You know, that's it's a, it's a prominent award. Yeah. Do you have it right there on top of your shelf at, at in your office with all the other, you know... Uh, you know, garbage awards like, you know, uh, most anticipated game of the year or whatever that means. <laughs> it's right next to my Coke Zero. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, gameplay, guys, is going to be a huge thing we're going to be talking about during this episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about, of course, Elder Scrolls Online, but we've got some gameplay from Daggerfall, Skyrim, and Oblivion. So stay tuned for that. Also... Uh, in the Elder Scroll, Lou, the lore master, will be talking about fire and darkness, the brotherhoods of death. Plus, Dave's got a big beefy guild corner for you folk out there who are in our guild, so you should check out that. Uh, I am your host and fellow Tamrielic traveler, Ivarwin, and I'm joined by the one and only Louis, the lore master, Olan. Hello, Ivarwin. Hello, Paul. Thank you for joining us. Hello, chat. What's going on? And by Dave Deenforce Adams. Hey, everybody. It's going to be a really great week. And thank you, Paul. Remember, Shank's position is open anytime you wish to join the show. <laughs> As poor guy's getting hammered. <laughs> uh, and of course, there's Shank as well. Hello, Internet. Paul, I would just like to say uh, you're welcome for the wonderful award. And, uh, you know, feel free to just completely just interrupt Dave every single time he talks or breathes for that matter too that'd be great <laughs> and of course we're also joined by our wonderful chat room and, and our great community thanks guys for jumping in our live stream we appreciate you uh, weighing in in the chat uh, first up uh, we're hanging out with Paul Sage today guys and uh, first I just want to ask uh, Paul how's how's things going since since the launch of Elder Scrolls Online 
you know, things are going great. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, like you, anytime you get to see people in your game, playing your game, having fun, you know, as developers, I think it's one of the best feelings in the world. Um, you know, we get to we get to kind of comb the boards. We get to see, you know, what people are doing, you know, what the reaction is. And in general, we're really pleased. Um, you know, I get to, get to see those people who are, uh, you know, whether they be veteran rank 10 or whether they're, you know, uh, sitting around uh, level 12 or whatever and taking their time. Uh, it's, it's always just really cool to see the unexpected. Uh, I, from, from our, our end over here, um, I know, I know you, you guys are probably getting inundated with, with a lot of, oh, this is buggy and, and this is, uh, this could use some, some, this could use a little bit extra. I just, I want to say that from our end, um, our community has been really, really positive about the game. Everyone here loves it. And I've heard often from a lot of different people that this is the best MMO they've ever played. Uh, you know, I, I think to uh, any of the people, uh, you know, that are on the team, uh, you know, that's one of the best things you can hear. Um, and basically, I think everybody gets into it just to get a kick out of watching people uh, having fun in the game. And, uh, you know, it's tremendous. The response has been great. And, uh, you know, we're really looking forward to, you know, a, a, just a long, uh, uh, happy life on the product with, uh, you know, everybody in the community. Yeah, I, I really think the the game is going to foster an excellent community, um, especially when you know folks like yourself, who I mean, you know, Paul, you've you've kind of been like the the number one most recognizable public face uh, for the game since its announcement. I mean, well, we can't of- get everything right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the transparency uh, that that Zenimax has has sort of put forward with the game has really been wonderful and coming on the show like this is just, is just one more case in point where, I mean, you guys are ultra transparent and I really think that fosters an awesome community. Oh, thank you. Um, speaking of the community now I was derping around the forums and I had noticed that there was a post on there that, that sort of says that, uh, they feel the recent patch kind of trivializes content. And I really didn't know which way to go with this. So um, t- truth be told, there's there's a lot of the, he, the... The person calls out like specific fights. And I haven't tried these fights yet because like a lot of the people in the community, I'm, I'm taking my time with the game. I'm enjoying the game very, very much. And I don't want to rush it. I don't want to rush to 50. I want to go through it at my own pace, really enjoy the quest and all that. So I haven't seen some of these fights, um, but they're sort of saying that, that the, the fights are easier now than they were before Monday's patch, which was primarily focused on fixing a lot of bugs, right? Uh, yeah, you know, any of, any of our patches right now are going to be about addressing uh, bugs or addressing uh, balance issues um, or, you know, even uh, addressing things like gold spam uh, and, and bots in the game. And so those are, those are really, you know, our top issues on kind of like the live service side yeah. uh, that we're looking at, you know, day to day. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Um, there's been... You know, from from my end, you know, you you get really into a quest, 
And then you, you sort of like, especially in Oridon, a couple of times I, I found a few bugs here and there where I had to, you know, log out and lock back in and then that fixed the bug. But, you know, I'm sure that's, you know, on on the uh, the, the top priority of, of fixing stuff like that. Um, so so these fights, I and I wanted to ask you, all right, regarding the, the Dosha fight, Balreth, Guts Ripper, Manamarco, and Molag Ball. Um, the forum poster was saying that, that these fights are, are now easier than they once were. I wanted to ask from, from Zenimax's position, what, uh, what is that even true? Because on the patch notes, none, most of these people aren't, uh, these fights aren't even, aren't even mentioned. I believe it's only Dosha. Dosha. Yeah. Uh, saying that she was nerfed slightly. Um, were these in fact you know nerfed and then if so what was can you can i ask you like what what was zenimax seeing on their end that said like okay the game would be better if we sort of tune this down yeah i mean i can i can speak to let's say dosha directly and then to some of the others sure um anytime we look at something like this we're looking at numbers on the back end we're looking to see uh how many players are kind of killed on their first attempt, second attempt, and third attempt. And when that number reaches a certain point or, you know, or a certain percentage, um, we realize that, that we probably need to do something about that. Um, you know, there's, there's definitely fun and a challenge, uh, but an MMO isn't, it, it's, you know, doesn't have a save game. You can't just reload. And, and a lot of times when a challenge gets too hard for a lot of people, uh, you, you have to adjust it such that you know the majority of your players uh, using good tactics uh, can actually do it now there are going to be those advanced players uh, who say you know that's easy or this fight's easy and, and and whatnot and that's that's one of the thing when you're talking about millions of people you're looking at just this huge diversity of skill sets right and um, when you have a huge diversity of skill sets it's, it's kind of hard to know which way to swing and so the way we look at this is what we want to do is make sure that we hit a balance um, especially on these, these solo uh, type of encounters like Dosha, uh, that was a solo encounter. Mm-hmm. And then we want to add more challenge, um, you know, into kind of the later areas uh, where, you know, th- these people who are, you know, already going to be really good um, hit harder and harder challenges, you know, up to and including, uh, you know, our veteran dungeons and uh, what's coming up with Craghorn, uh, where I think that, you know, even some of the best uh, players are going to be a challenge, uh, you know, and, um but you really do have to strike a balance. And so it's it's striking that balance that's important um, and making sure that the right people are challenged in the right ways and the game is still accessible so people don't just, you know, turn it off and say, look, it's it's not fun, it's just frustrating. How's how's the update this week so far on, on those fights? I mean, is is uh Zenimax seeing the kinds of numbers that they would they would like to see regarding these fights since the patch? Um, you know, for Dosha, we are seeing a better turnaround on, you know, people feeling like they can do it. Um, again, we want to keep enough challenge in there, uh, that it's, it's still respectable. Um, and, and, you know, not, you know, to quote the internet term, face roll easy. Uh, but we want to make sure that, uh, you know, people can still get through it. And so what we've seen so far has been pretty good. Um, we'll keep an eye on it. And, you know, um, you know, I know, I know one day, uh, the goal is going to be to make sure that uh, we have a way so people can kind of dial up their own challenge uh, as they want to. And, you know, that's that's probably further in the future, but that's one of the things that we're looking at. 
Excellent. Um, all right. I mean, is there, uh, guys, you got anything um, that you want to sort of address with, with Paul right now? About the nerfed fights? Uh, yeah, because I know, Dave, you said that you had you had gotten into yeah, one of these fights as well. Yeah, my, my big problem is actually I hit a brick wall with it. And that's the, uh, the fight at, let's see, what's the name of this one? Castle of the Worm. Mm-hmm. Where you're up against Manny Marco and he's summoning creature after creature after Dude, creature. Dude, that's epic. He's ridiculous. And I don't want to spoil the fight for anyone because it definitely is a craziness happens during that fight. Um, but I got to say that I got tore up <laughs> pretty bad. It may have ju- not been a, a nerf at all, but today I went back at it and it felt right. I kind of have worked up to it, but today it, it felt right. Uh, so if there was any change to that quest particularly, it's on par where, at least for how I feel it should be, it's where I feel it should be. It was difficult, but it was doable. Okay. Um, great. All right. This, so, all right. So basically, the the idea is is that you want to make it accessible, but but not necessarily... Uh, remove remove the challenge from from the fight and I think that's probably the biggest takeaway here is that they're they are looking to to keep the challenge in there um, you know some some advanced players may may get through it easier than than others but they are in fact looking to you know keep the challenge so so for those of you out there that are concerned that that Zoss is basically trying to take the challenge out of the game to get everyone up to 50 and just push content, you know, that doesn't look like it's the case. Um, also regarding, regarding some things surrounding guilds, uh, what's, what's, uh, was Zenimax's position right now on, on the guild functionality? Do they feel like it's, it's where it should be, and they're they're looking for um, ways to improve it. Should, are they? Is there uh, a list right now of, of ways that they they would like to improve it? Okay, uh, Guild is a great one to talk about. Wow. Um, so if you ever ask a, a creative director if they're satisfied, and the answer is yes, um, you're probably talking to the wrong guy. It's it's an imposter. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So what, let, let me let me talk about guilds. Uh, you know, there are specific things that we really are, are looking at with guilds. Um, one of them is uh, better permissions, um, better control over uh, guild bank and guild store, um, oh. be- better ways, uh, you know, to uh, filter in the guild store. That was a, um, that was a good moan, by the way, Paul. That was a good. Moan. <laughs> I'm, I'm just oh, I'm ecstatic just hearing this right now. Keep, yeah, keep on. yeah, we're good. Just make me happy. <laughs> and, and so, also better ways to make your guild stand out, right? Like uh, you know, having having uh, you know tabards and things like that that you can kind of design for yourself. Um, oh, nice. You know, and and so I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag a little bit on this, but I, I think it's important that the community knows that uh, you know guilds are are really going to get. Um, uh, heavy, heavy look um, because again, community is one of the big things for us, and we want to make sure that that's a uh, that's that's a highlight of the game. And you know, we we feel so strongly about guilds that, that that's why we put uh, the guild store on them in the first place. Is we want people to be encouraged to get in, to meet other people, to form real relationships, and we think that uh, guilds are the place to do that. 
Now, I've I've heard the comment that some people out there uh, would would rather have had a traditional auction house versus the the guild store at the moment. What what would you say to those people that are feeling that way right now? Um, I, I think that the reason a lot of people say that um, is because the guilds themselves, um, or, or sorry, the guild stores, um, you have to be in a guild, you have to be at the guild bank uh, to address it. And a lot of people feel that that's, there's a level of inaccessibility there. And so one of the, that's one of the things we're going to look at is how to make that more accessible for your guild to the general public. Um, you know, without saying too much more, that's, that's kind of sure. one of the goals, uh, that we're going to. Um, but also I will say that, uh, you know, I still feel pretty strongly that when you have the mega server like we have, and I don't want to mention any other games, but I have watched auction houses destroy people's motivation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for playing the game. And, you know, if you can just go to an auction house and get anything you want at any time. Um, that kind of defeats the point of an auction house, which is to allow players to sell their stuff, uh, to allow them to kind of set their prices, to allow them to play the game a little bit. Um, and when you get too many people in an auction house, I think it kind of destroys it. And so you have to be really careful about uh, how you treat your community and the economy. Um, and I think really the answer for this is just to provide a better level of accessibility to the guild store. Uh, and I think it's going to be something that really uh, helps and takes off. There, you know, there's another another neat little aspect about the game and, and how, you know, challenge is sort of just injected in tiny ways. Um, one of the things that I've noticed regarding traditional uh, auction house systems, which, you know, I, I think would would be a fantastic addition to the game. Um, but I, I like your answer. And, and I, I it sort of plays into this idea I've had on on traditional auction houses as well. If I'm level 20. And I have access to high-level crafting um, because I, I spam my crafting. I am able to go into an auction house and buy crafting items, materials, mats that are far above my level and use them to spam my crafting even further. Those high-level items are put into the game at high level zones and instances designed to for me to when i get to that level and it's level appropriate i have access to them not when i'm you know 20 levels below those items and have access to them because someone put them on an auction house for me i feel like your system keeps the integrity of the level system and the crafting level system in place with that feature a little bit more than a, just a public auction house i'd agree yeah all right um is there is there any plan to maybe like increase the the ranks for guilds or um a- add certain functionality like like guild banning um stuff like that uh, when you say guild banning, do you mean banning an entire guild, or do you mean a guild removing a, a player permanently? Yeah, putting a ban in place for a character or for a account that was acting up. Yeah, um, you know that that's one of the things I think we we'd have to talk about. Um, I, I think there's a real reason uh, to have that, um, and so you know, 
again, without going into all of the detailed design of, uh, you know, the coming upgrades to guilds, uh, that's something we could certainly look at. And, and I know why we want that. Um, any, any talk about increasing the, the uh, membership cap as well? I know that's been a, a popular. Yeah, we've asked that before. <laughs> yeah, so um, actually, now this is this may be getting into too much of a, a specifics, but you know, from a design standard or, or a standpoint rather, um, it, it, the limitation isn't because we want to limit the number of members in a guild. It's it's it has to do more with uh, kind of the technology backbone uh, behind it, mm. and we have to be really careful. Um, with that technology, because with guilds comes a lot of messaging of the servers, um, and it goes out to a lot of different members. And so the, the greater number of members you have in a guild, uh, the more demands you place on that technology. Um, now, the reason that might be interesting to some people um, is because uh, we are working on uh, a patch, and I believe it's either this evening or tomorrow, uh, that it will be active. Uh, which will uh, help eliminate some slowdown uh, that we were seeing directly related to uh, guild invites being sent out, um, you, you know, by less than scrupulous individuals. Um, and so th that's one of the interesting things about why there are limits on guilds. Obviously, um, you know, we'd like people to be able to invite as many people as they wanted to in their guild, uh, but there are certain limitations on technology. And, and you know, hopefully um, we'll keep, doing what we do, which is, uh, trying to, you know, increase that number and improve over time. So basically what you're telling me is that as soon as I'm ready to play the game tomorrow on my day off, the servers are going to be down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we timed that on purpose. No, uh, <laughs> uh, no I mean, uh, uh, I, I really don't know, uh, you know, when, when they're going to be up or down tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately that's, a uh, a uh, question for a different person on the team, um, but you know, um, hopefully, we'll, hopefully we'll have those up. Hopefully, <laughs> I've been looking forward to uh, to getting some some game time in uh, this week. In the in the entire week, I've gone from nineteen to to twenty one with my Templar, and uh, I was lucky to to squeeze that amount of time into the game to to get myself you. up to that level. Um, which, by the way, I absolutely adored Oridon. I didn't want to leave. I got all of the all all the content in there basically done uh, for the most part. So and it was fantastic. I I will tell that team you, you said so. Uh, I, I you know again it, I it it it's one of those things where you want to scream out the names of all the people that worked on those zones uh, because uh, I think those teams did such a good job with those. Yeah, it, and Oridon was not my my number one. Um, yeah, I remember that. Aldmeri Dominion. I, I, yeah, yeah. It, uh, the Aldmeri Dominion was not my number one faction. Uh, we had a we had a vote here at the network to decide which faction we were going to go with because we realized that when we when we PvP, our our guild has to choose a faction. So we held a vote with our listeners and our community, and uh, Aldmeri Dominion won over the uh, Daggerfall was, Covenant. It was neck and neck with uh, with the. Uh, Oh no, Ebenhard. Or was it? Yeah. Was it Covenant? Okay. It was Daggerfall Covenant. Yeah. And so I, I, it wasn't my first choice, but after I played it and, and got into it, I really got into the story out there, and the landscape is beautiful, and I had a ton of fun. I got all of the, the dark anchors done. I found all the sky shards. Uh, I think I'm like 18 out of 20 on lore books in there. I mean, I, I really like, I, I tore through there. 
<laughs> a lot of fun. So please, huge thank you to them for me. It was amazing. Um, so uh, the the recent uh, bank reset uh, bug that's been going going around, is there any way that you can sort of speak on that a bit? Yeah, what I can tell you is that, uh, you know, again, without too technical of an explanation, and although it's been posted, the most pertinent thing I can say is don't um, go in and try to expand your bank again right now. Um, it is it is actually more of a display error. Um, we believe most of those items are still there. Um, I, I think it might be related to uh, alts at this at this point. Um, but again, um, we believe that bug is going to be um, addressed. Um, hopefully, again, uh, by tomorrow. So uh, I, I hope it certainly is. Um, you know, we want everybody to have fun. I, I understand why, you know, anything like this that hits is, is obviously something that, uh, you know, it just, just stinks on ice. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, people get back in and, and they get their stuff and can play as normal. So, so you're um, you're saying that it's it's a display error, possibly could be a display error, and that um they that it actually could be in the bank. It's just they're maybe they're not displaying properly. Uh, it's it's that's a really um yeah simple way that I put it. It's not really as much display. I mean, the bank stuff still exists, we believe, um, and so. Once we get this fix in, it, it, the item should still be there. As as a Doctor Who fan, Paul, would you say that maybe they're just held in their own pocket of time? <laughs> yes, there is a there's a TARDIS uh, there, <laughs> and un- unfortunately, the TARDIS closed off one of the rooms temporarily. Gotcha. So so listeners, timey wimey, the master. <laughs> right, it's timey wimey. We'll we'll get it figured out. It's Doctor Who like Doctor House. <laughs> yes, it, he almost was. Almost. Mm. I'm um, just going to troll the rest of the internet that way. <laughs> lycanthropy and vampirism. Dave, maybe you can sort of expand yeah. on this one a bit. Um, this is something that I've actually heard reports of that I was concerned with and wanted to ask about. Um, apparently, there are guilds or even people controlling lycanthropy and vampirism. Um, there's even issues where occasionally they will charge people and then not bite them, stealing the money in and basically have an in-game robbery for people who wanted to purchase lycanthropy and vampirism. I wanted to know if what the stance is from Zoss on people controlling these, whether that's just you know RPing as as vampire hunters controlling the the vampire output on on the server, or if you feel that this is an issue that needs to be addressed. I, I honestly will tell you that uh, it is more a perception issue uh, than it is a real issue at some level. And I know that stinks for anybody who's actually said, no, 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 this happened to me. Um, we know that it, it has happened, um, but we also know how many different places you can uh, contract the disease. Uh, we know how many different uh, what we call channels or instances of a zone exist. Um, and it is unlikely that any one guild is going to lock this down. Um, and again, like government secrets, um, it can actually, you know, uh, leak out if somebody did try to control it. So I'd say it'd be pretty hard to control. And, uh, any, any word on people who commit in-game robbery? Um, you know, those people stink. Um, (laughs) you know, 
I, I don't know what to tell you. You know, at some level, it, it becomes a he said, she said type of situation. Um, and anybody that does that, you know, in every community, uh, you're going to get those people who, you know, troll the community or do whatever. Um, and, you know, I would say always be careful. Um, you know, we try to put every protection in we can. Um, but if you're if you're paying for something and it's not in one of our secure trades, um, you know, uh, at that point, caveat emptor, right? Um, you know, buyer has to beware. And uh, I don't like it uh, personally. And, you know, I, I think that uh, uh, we would be looking at, you know, the community kind of uh, calling that person out, uh, which I think is probably a better thing to have happen, something like that. Uh, let me also say that if you are the person who got built, I'm very sorry. Uh, it really does stink when you get built like that. Yeah, we, we actually had an instance in our guild. It, it was very slight, um, but only because we got lucky where someone had, had been pulling out stuff. They, they joined the guild, pulled stuff out of the bank, jumped out of the guild. Um, I, I spoke to the person, you know, we, we got a lot of that stuff back, but, you know, I think earlier when we had mentioned guild banning that maybe, um, it would have, it would probably go a long way to sort of say like, all right, so, you know, this happened and it really stinks. And, and now this person is banned from our guild or guilds in our case. Um, we have four of them set up, um, where they would no longer be welcome in our community because of, of something like that. And just like, uh, just as a point to sort of like maybe advocate for, for a guild ban feature, uh, I, I think that would probably go a long way to helping the community out a bit. Uh, you know, I think, uh, anytime you can put the policing tools in the hands of the community, uh, more than the developers, uh, that's a really good idea. Yeah, I agree. So I that's know. awesome. Actually, so that means we can ban Dave right now. Yes, that's we could if I weren't the guild leader. Anyway, um, we actually <laughs> we actually have someone in the chat uh, who says that there's a counter guild that's becoming uh, known for infecting people with lycanthropy and spreading it for free to anyone who would like it in order to counteract people who are scamming uh, bites. It's called Moonspeaker. <laughs> so there's actually that's, a guild out there to counteract people who are causing problems. I love that. That's fantastic. And I think that just speaks to the generosity of werewolves. It, it really does. And how much better they are than vampires. It really, it really does. <laughs> team Jacob, Paul, you're a team Jacob guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh, well, well played, Good you, Sage. Sir. Good for you. <laughs> just so you know, you're not going to be invited to our uh, Twilight Off the Record podcast. Sorry. <laughs> that's that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Craglorn. Craglorn, Craglorn. Um cross faction? Think maybe possibly? Cross faction. Uh no, not not for Craglorn. Um you know, th it is one of those things we're looking at um especially for dungeon runs and things of that nature. Um, just because we know that there are cross-faction guilds, people want to play that way. Uh, but for now, Craglorn is not cross-faction. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly, I can't wait to get Craglorn up even on PTS. Um, I know that people are playing uh, the game live, um, but uh, we're going to be putting it up on public test server. Uh, and we want to get people in and, and looking at Craglorn as well. I, 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 would, I would say I, I, I don't want it to be cross-faction. Um, I, I would disagree and say that I would like to see it cross-faction. 
You guys are racists. Yeah. Well, except for Argonians. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that's okay. That's Kragman yeah. at all. Yeah, like Argonians. If, if there's should, an Argonian we, in there, I think you should just close Kragman. Yeah, can is. we can we can we get like a ban on Argonians for that, Paul? I'm just I mean I'm just I'm I'm not saying, but I, I'm just saying. Oh my. Yeah. That's <laughs> okay, that means yes. Okay. <laughs> there is no ban on Argonians. Good uh good job by the way on turning um, a guy like me who regards PvP as probably one of the worst things ever in a video game to a guy who if I have 5 minutes at the end of my day when I finally get home I want to do there's two things I want to do. I want to log in the game. I want to feed my horse so I get that that uh, that buff and increase my horse's value. But I also want to know how my faction's doing in Cyrodiil. Well done. <laughs> well uh, done. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think uh, PvP, um, coming from uh, when I started in the industry with Ultima Online, where it almost became yeah. a dirty word, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much, you know, it's so much fun. Um, you actually get a lot of... Uh, community value of, of, you know, teaming up in Sierra uh, Del to go attack other players. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely one of uh, my favorite features in the game, and it's a lot of fun. In fact, it's I, I actually won't go in until I hit level 50 uh, just because um, I, I feel a need to win. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love... One of the things that, and, and by the way, the chat room is informing me the Almeri Dominion's getting their their butts handed to them in Cyrodiil. That's because we're busy doing the show and we, not in there kicking butt. Yeah, I, we we got to we got to ally with the Ebonheart Pact a little bit, guys, to to push the DC out of our area. I mean, for for God's sake, get off my line! I think if the Almeri Dominion had like like a tactical nuke, I think they would totally take over Cyrodiil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I love about it is the. The bonuses. When you when I check on my character sheet, I always like to see that we've got at least one bonus up there for for owning all of our um, our home towers and getting the the huge bonus that comes with it. And if we don't have that, I, I, I'm a little I'm a little depressed to be honest. I, I want to make sure that that you know we're getting bonuses and that. So so when it comes to this, go actually goes back to Craglorn being cross faction, not cross faction. I really don't want to... I'm going to punch somebody in the face if they're from the Ebonheart Pact or the Daggerfall Covenant. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave is from either of those. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's why I'm saying I don't want it to be cross-faction because I don't want to have to mix myself with, you know, those guys. <laughs> those people. And, uh, I, and I don't mean in actuality. I'm, I'm just talking about in-game where violence is appropriate. So... <laughs> Is, but, is this is this a bad time to mention I played Daggerfall Covenant? It is. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys, for inviting thanks, me. Thanks. Bye, Paul. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, security and a companion app. I I mean... Um, oh, I had yes, please. the the ever the 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 ever vigilant flame for for Elder Scrolls off the record, the companion app and and possibly a security app, um, maybe even like a physical security key. Any plans at all that that you could share with us on possibly maybe just even like a, a wall of crazy kind of a thing. <laughs> 
I, you know, I don't know um, on those. Uh, honestly, security is, is going to be um, a completely different part of it. Um, I, I know we've looked at a couple of different things there. Um, you know, we have things like our one-time password and some other things. As far as, far as a, a companion app, um, yes. you know, I, I will say this, that uh, I would very much like to see a companion app, but there are, you know, 3,000 things in the game that I want to see right now. Um, and so my focus is going to be on the let's let's get it in the game. And, and that's where I am at this point. Um, I love companion apps. I'd love to see one. Um, but I, I want I want everything in the game now. It, they, they can't come soon enough for me. How about uh, Steam integration? Uh, you know, that again, that is wow. You're way outside of uh, my realm. Um, <laughs> that is that is a. Uh, uh, something that goes with uh, you know uh, Zenimax as a whole and not me. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know anything about Steam honestly. All right. Uh, now you you came on the show specifically to announce when the console's uh, release going to be, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> oh. oh. Can I can I just say something real quick here? During the course of the show, and I'm not kidding, I've received three texts to ask Mr. Paul Sage about any cons, like not even making this up during the course of the show itself, <laughs> not even including the, all of the day before today, when we announced that he would come on, no, during the course of the last 30 minutes, can you please ask Paul Sage about any console information? So Mr. Sage, as, as the, uh, the, one of the hosts who will be playing this on his PlayStation four come June, is there any tidbits of information, uh, that you could give us, um, regarding the consoles, maybe like beta information, any inkling of when we might see them on uh, any release windows, dates, and anything. Because I think, you know, we're looking at the chat room here, and I, I counted like four or five people saying, ask about consoles, ask about consoles. So, I mean, you, you have a huge, huge fan base just itching to get this on the consoles. And, I mean, myself included would love any information regarding them. So, if you have any you would get like two huge G awards. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. Uh, all, all of that preamble for me to say that uh, there's really not much I can say on the consoles at this point. Uh, I think we're going to have uh, more information, more official information coming out soon. Uh, I am sorry. I, I, I think that the reason you're getting so much, of course, is that PC players uh, are probably playing right now uh, with all due deference to the show. No, I'm teasing you. Uh <laughs> I, I really, I really think that uh, you know that there'll be an announcement fairly soon, uh, so I'd wait for that. Sure a- any idea when this soon announcement might be? I'm sorry, I got, I just got to keep pushing this because I've been asked so many, many, many times here. Uh, soon? <laughs> no, I, I, I don't have an exact date. I'm sorry. Okay. Well then, no second huge G. You can still keep the first one. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so I'm gonna take it back. <laughs> that's good. I, I might knock over my Coke Zero if you had to take that. <laughs> <laughs> that that award is it's it's a very large uh sizable uh, g and i don't know if i don't know if he's got enough room in his office for that sort of thing <laughs> um all right well uh paul i appreciate you uh putting putting away our our uh, factional uh differences and um hanging out with uh guys like ourselves um, is there anything, any other questions that maybe we want to, we want to ask, uh, before Paul heads off for the evening? Uh, yeah. Any unofficial information you want to share with us? <laughs> any, unofficial any kind, anything you'd like to anything. say 
Like, come out and say that we're removing every (laughs) class and we're adding in Akaviri classes. You know, things like that. Anything you want to say. Yeah. Um, Anything unofficial. Uh, What I can tell you is... um, Wow. Unofficial. Hmm. Uh... I, I played with uh, dies today. How about that? How about that, Bob? Mm. Oh, oh, wow! So uh, you know, I, I think that's uh, that's, that's something we're looking at. Um, that's actually you know, huge. That's actually a pretty good teaser right there. Yeah, die, yeah. and and not to mention the fact that he dropped the uh, the guild tabard reference earlier. Yeah, I mean the team the team is absolutely busy at work. I mean, again, you know, one of the things that. Uh, we want to make sure that you know the game provides is it provides a lot of new stuff coming at you all the time um that's certainly been our goal uh from the get-go um you know and and seeing these things and, and kind of working on them like i said we to me we can't get them out fast enough and i know that's the same for uh, a lot of people um you know hopefully people uh are still playing the game and having fun and you know taking their time uh but we want to make sure that there's a lot of uh, new stuff coming on all the time Excellent. Um, what what kind of cadence for release do you think uh, the rest of the year is going to hold? Um, can we should we f- uh, for large content updates? Um, or do you think that that the release is going to look at uh, maybe like a weekly type of schedule or a group of months type of schedule? Um, you know, it's it's. When you're in live development, one of the things you learn is, uh, unlike me, who's been at it forever, and apparently I'm just shooting stuff off the the cuff here, but you you learn not to promise too much. And so I I hate to really talk about cadence, even though I know what we our planned cadence is. You know, we want to have regular updates uh, to the players. Um, You have to be very careful when you have a a live game. You have all of these uh, things that might come up unexpectedly. Um, you know, having to deal with, you know, botters and things like that, they, they kind of throw schedules um, out the window at some point. So I'm not trying to be dodgy. I'm just trying to be honest and saying, you know, um, we want to make sure that we're hitting a regular cadence. Uh, but as to what that cadence uh, winds up being in an environment like this, it's always tough to tell. Sure. All right. Uh, maybe uh, Lou. I Go ahead. Uh, Paul, any rumors gathering around there about Leaks about uh, maybe the Dark Brotherhood or Thieves Guild <laughs> coming along anytime soon. Um, you, you know, uh, w- when those uh, things happen, uh, you will probably uh, hear it from uh, me first. So I, I, I can't say anything about them uh, at this point um, other than, you know, um, we certainly hope to get a lot of different things in the game soon. <laughs> For, um, go ahead, Chant. Really, really quickly. Um, last time, uh, I guess there was a patch that you had uh, uh, detailed on one of the the forum posts. Uh, specifically, I think you mentioned in in the in the notes uh, exclusive full screen for shadow play. Any any word on that? An exclusive yeah. full screen mode? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I believe. Oh boy, I hope I'm right. You've got to remember that there's about 13 versions that go on at any one time. Um, but I believe that is coming in with Craglorn. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's a big thing. Um, I know a lot of people want that exclusive full screen mode for a lot of different reasons. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing for us. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. There was, there was a question in chat that I did want to answer. Um, yes, I did play Skyrim. 
and I put around 500 hours into Skyrim. Wow. Good man. I'm going to, you get a huge G award for that. (laughs) (laughs) The much coveted. Now he's going to knock over his Coke Zero. Um, all right, Paul, then, uh, we'll, we'll end off with this one. People who have, have level fifties already, what would you say to them? Uh, I hope you're having fun. You know, I, I hope you're playing uh, the veteran dungeons. I hope you're playing the veteran zones. I hope you're going out into serial and having a good time. Um, you know, people level fast. Um, I, I will say nothing surprises us on how fast people uh, can level. Um, and, and we're trying to cater to all of those players, those people who level fast, those people who level slow, um, and so, uh, you know, again, you know, I hope they're in the game and I hope they're having a blast. That's why we do this field of view slider sooner rather than later, later rather than sooner. Um, I hope, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I've seen in and, uh, working, uh, there's, it's just, there are some <clears throat> things where, uh, you know, people assume it's, it's a little bit easier than it is, um, especially to make it look right, uh, in first person view. Um, but, uh, yeah, we absolutely are, are dedicated to making sure that that gets in uh, soon. Well, Excellent. or as well, Paul, you've very, very generous with your time. I really appreciate you coming back on and, uh, and hanging out with us and accepting all of our, uh, crazy questions from all different angles of the game. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, guys, thanks for having me. Um, again, you know, thanks to all those people, uh, out in your community who, who, who are tuning in, who are listening. Um, you know, you guys make the game what it is and, you know, we're super happy, uh, to have you with us. All right. Well, uh, thanks again, Paul. Um, have a great night and, uh, again, we'll, I, hopefully we'll see you in game. All right, guys. Take care now. You got it. Take care, Paul. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. That dude's a huge G. Yes, he is a huge G. Heck yeah, Dave. Uh, your your guild update, then, sir. Oh wait, hold on yes. a second. Uh, but first, in their tongue, he's Dovahkiin, Dragonborn. I hated myself for not playing that while Paul was here. <laughs> <laughs> Edit it, edit it in. Yeah, it's okay. So, uh, for those of you out there, uh, we we have guilds. Uh, Quite quite a few, actually. We've got four. Um, Mm -hmm. ESOTR is is the name of the guild, but there's a whole bunch of different ones out there. Uh, Why do we have different ones? Because there's so many of you who want to join us in-game. So, we have a whole bunch of different guilds uh, in order to accommodate you. Uh, But... We have an update uh, on certain situations that are that are happening in the guild, and for that, I give you our worldwide leader for ESOTR, Dave, the guild leader. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dave's Guild Corner, and I promised last week that we have to have a big guild update. First up, I'd like to throw some numbers your way. We're closing the 450 mark on the first guild, ESOTR Akatosh. The second guild is reaching about 200, and that's ESOTR RK. We still have two guilds, as Avarwin just said, ESOTR Meridia and Debella, who we haven't put anyone in yet, but expect those to fill up just as quickly as soon as, you know, we get some steam, which is, we've been, we've been doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, 
If you'd like to know more about the guild, go to elderscrollsofftherecord.com, head right to the guild blog up, up at the top, and it'll bring you to a list of information as well as updates. As soon as updates come, they are just put right into there by me. Um, I think my camera died again. Yeah, it looks like it. Sure did. All right. Um, first up for this week, after examining the moderation, willing to play on the UK server as well as interest in the console servers, we have found that we do not have the resources to create and give the necessary amount of support that it would take and that it should be given to the guilds on those servers. As the guild leader, I'll tell you right now, as the guild leader, I refuse to start a guild that we cannot give the love and care that it deserves. So we're left with only one choice. We've decided to officially step away from the UK PC slash Mac guild the Xbox Guild, and the PlayStation Guild. And we're focusing entirely on the US PC Mac Guild. It's very unfortunate, but it's what's going on. Um, We will probably have unofficial guilds on those servers, but we are not able to extend support to those guilds. Thus, we cannot officially name them as guilds under our roster. I do apologize. But we are putting efforts into the US PC Mac Guild. Also, Guild ranks have been changed to try and solve some issues with stealing from the Guild Bank as well as misuse in the Guild Store. Members will now enter with no Guild Bank or Guild Store access, but after a probationary period of about three weeks, everyone who is a probationary member will be moved up to full member status. This is to stop people who intend to just join the guild only to steal and run. So people who intend to stay in the guild will have full member access. And that's, again, could be about three weeks before you're moved up. Our guild forums have been changed. We now have three sub forums for faction grouping. So if you're in a faction looking for a a full-time group or partners who may want to group with you within that faction... Head to our guild's forum. That's from any of our sites. You can head to the forums. We have sub-forums there under the ESOTR forum, under the guild section, for all of our factions. I've also set up one forum for trading, because you can move items between any of your characters. or don't really need multiple forums for it. But we do have one forum for trading and selling within the guild. This is to clear up guild chat and to help guildies use guild chat for what it's meant for, chatting to guildies, and not to flood guild chat with trade and group requests that can be better solved from a permanent post on the forums. So, stuff's there for you to use, please use it, and please don't drown out guild chat with selling items or trying to look for a group that in the long run would be better posting on the forums. Also, the big one. This is the big thing for everybody going forward. This is your number one. I've added in a mega thread Q&A on our forums. This is to have all of the answers for any question that you may ever have pertaining to the guild. If your question is not there, feel free to post to that thread and the question will be answered as soon as possible. Anything I can do to help out, that's the place to go. You will have an answer. 
All right, that's it for the guild update for this week. It was a big one. And uh, back to you, Evarwin. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Um, <laughs> definitely uh, so a lot of these things, you know, were, were highly debated over. Um, of course, nothing is concrete. Right. If we make um, a decision. If we do have enough people on any of the other servers who do want an official guild and we have enough moderators who are wanting to go, go over there on a regular basis, on a full-time basis then we can consider picking up a, a different server and making an official guild. The same thing goes with ranks. Right now, we have the ranks set up in this way because of the issues at hand. If in the future, as you know, Huge G Sage has said earlier in the show, if in the future more ranks and more controls are added, the guild ranks will be looked at and addressed in the proper manner. Yeah. And of course, as they um, they add, you know, Add new features to uh, to the game as well. We'll we'll be relooking at some of our mm-hmm. our policies. Uh, all right, guys. Well, we just want to mention our uh, one of our sponsors for the show today, and that's Tweaked Audio. TweakedAudio.com. Uh, they make they make earbuds, and you should be buying their earbuds. Why? Well, number one, um, they're fantastic, fantastic quality, and they sound great. It's just it's just an all around great product uh how how great how 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 great of arwen how great are their earbuds well they're they're so great that even though you're spending anywhere between 20 to 40 dollars on their on their headphones what you're really getting out of them are are a pair of headphones that sound like you spent a couple of hundred dollars on them uh they really are that good every time i get a listener who who weighs in and tells me that they they purchased them usually on Twitter or, or through email. Everyone tells me you're not just, you know, blowing smoke up our butts. Like they really are that good. Like we we're getting audio quality out of here that we, we would expect out of, out of like Bose or, or beats audio. So it's a great product. They're, they're fairly inexpensive anywhere between 40 to uh, excuse me, 20 to $40 that you'll be spending on them. Um, and that's that's it. That's what you're spending. You don't have to spend money on shipping because they're going to ship them to you for free. And no, it doesn't matter where you live. As long as you live on planet Earth, <laughs> you're going to get your tweaked audio earbuds for free. So so our, our European fans out there, keep that in mind. You don't have to spend nearly the cost of the product in order to have them shipped to you. Uh, their customer service is fantastic. They back their product and they back you as one of their customers. Anything goes wrong with your headphones from Tweaked Audio, just let them know. Call them up. You find their you can find their uh, their phone number on their website, tweakedaudio.com. Give them a call. Tell them, hey, you know these these aren't up to par with my expectations, or hey, they're damaged. How long have you had them? Over a year. Okay, we'll send them to you. Uh, we'll send you a new pair for free anyway. That's right. That's how great their customer service is. They send you a new pair of earbuds, no questions asked, free. And, and they still ship them to you for free. Right on the arm is how they're taking that cost. And it's because they're investing in you because you've invested in them. Uh, additionally, even though you're spending anywhere between 20 to $40 on their headphones, if you use our code off the record, we're going to save you an additional 30% off of the price. So you get... off their prices with our code off the record. You get them shipped to you for free. 
They've got a lifetime warranty that says that we will replace this product as long as you give us a call and let us know there's something wrong with them. We replace them for free. They'll ship them to you for free. And by the way, uh, it's also a great product. It's not like it's a, you know, uh, skull candy where it sounds like garbage. And and by the way, they do nothing for you if you call them up. Nothing. (laughs) Tweakedaudio.com, guys. Great product. 30% off with our code off the record. Great uh, lifetime warranty, fantastic customer service, free shipping, all at tweakedaudio.com. Uh, Lou, our our next item of of discussion here, please. Okay, where did you want to start? Let's see. Oh, LSGirlsOnline.com to feature new articles. That's right. LSGirlsOnline.com, they announced a uh, new community features. It's going to hit their site this week. And they are going to include guild features. Lore Exploration, The Battlemaster's Corner, Stories from the Battlefield, and a view from Tamriel. And this is a quote uh, from the site itself. Quote, Now that Elder Scrolls Online is live, you'll be seeing some new recurring articles on the site. We'll be digging into the community to feature guilds, create stories focused on Cyrodiil, share your favorite builds, uncover fascinating lore, and more. To get these programs rolling, we'll need your input. Get involved and help us shine the spotlight on you. End quote. That's right. Uh, so they're now, what I like about this is they're really taking their website and they really are turning it into a, a community, a community place. You know, guild features. Uh, they're going to be featuring different guilds. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, lore and exploration. You yeah, know, and they they sort of say, you know, are are there any questions you have about ESO's lore? We want to explore your favorite topics, so let us know what questions you have, and we may explore them in depth. Uh, the Battlemaster's Corner. What's your favorite build, and what do you use it for? So that's that's pretty interesting. They're going to be uh, showing showing builds as well. Uh, stories from the battlefields. Share with them your your. Um, your story, you know, an, an interesting or a fun story from uh, from your adventures in Tamriel. And the view from Tamriel. Yeah. S- screenshots, Shank. Screenshots. See, so you see you see this little button here, uh, Zenimax? This uh, right there, it says uh, Shank on it. The Shank button. The Shank button. The PS4 yeah, share button. You're going to be getting a ton of <laughs> screenshots from me. Like, probably like three every second just saying really not much of a uh how should i put it really not much of you're not you're not uh, exaggerating i I would say no no not at all it's that's what you're gonna get zenimax so yeah i will test the uh, the strength of this new feature here dave what do you think about some of these features uh well I really like the idea of the, you know, the stories. I'm always into reading those. But I feel that the the featuring a guild that's just going to cause problems. Really? Yeah, cuz you're going to get people who get pissy because they're not their guild wasn't selected that week and 
you're going to get people who tout it like they're better than other people because they got selected. I I don't like that idea. I really don't like that idea. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't go over that way. Hopefully uh there are uh people who are slightly more mature than that who get uh who get touted, but you know who knows. Um all right. We've got we've got this this tiny little thing here. Uh this tiny little awesome thing. Now, a lot of you out there have have been excited about um how should I put it? The some of the some of the, some of the special features that you only get here from from Quest Gaming Network. Uh, some of the songs that that Liz has produced, and a lot of the talent here at, at QGN have have helped create. Have believe it or not, been been one of the most requested things since the you know 100th episode. Um, everyone loves them, and and Liz and everyone here at QGN has done a fantastic job with it. Well, uh, furthering that, we are building a video content team. Uh, we're going to have, if you'd like to join it, by the way, we're at the very bottom of the show. We're going to tell you exactly how to do that. Um, but we managed to to get a video up, even though the, uh, the video content team is in its infancy. We have a video right now that that one of uh, one of our our video managers has produced for you, and we wanted to show it to you today because it is so awesome. So so here it is, QGN Adventures Bootcamp. <laughs> You're gonna love this, guys. Are you tired of being the 98-pound weakling in Oradon? Have you had enough of mud crabs destroying you on your way to the harborage? Did that dark anchor result in your untimely demise after a mere five seconds? Do you want untold riches and Tamrielic fame? If you answered yes to any of these questions, the QGN Adventurers Bootcamp could be for you. Our team of expert trainers using the patented QGN fitness routine will have you eating mud crabs for breakfast in no time. Dark anchors will crumble at the mere sight of your honed physique. Introducing the QGN Adventurers Bootcamp. Our world-renowned 20-point program, research designed and led by legendary Argonian warrior Jumps Many Cliffs, covers all of the most vital disciplines to build your skill and keep you alive in Tamriel, including push-ups, Oh my god. Sit-ups. Jumping jacks. Horsemanship. Conga lines. <laughs> the vocal guard naked mile. Inebriated coordination exercises, or what we like to call Scoomba. 
The Art of Epic Dance. Dance God Worshipping. <laughs> Ritualistic Mass Hypnosis. Utterly Meaningless Hypnotic Labor. <laughs> and Mass Execution. Oh no! <laughs> The QGN Adventurers Boot Camp. It's to die for. <laughs> oh my god, no! Is that amazing or what? <laughs> Holy jeez. So what did you think of that, guys? <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah. That was awesome. Why is it led by an Argonian? <laughs> it's uh, jumps many cliffs. <laughs> Somebody in the chat room said it's led by an Argonian. Can't be Shank. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Well, well, huge, huge thanks to MDL and uh, the the uh, QGN video content team. Uh, if you would like to join the video content team, all right. Send an email to QGNstaff at gmail.com with a 10 to 15 minute long video. All right. Uh, we are looking for you to put together videos like that. Also, we're looking for for you to, to be part of our, our stream team, which is which is the same the same team itself. Alright, 10 to 15 minute long video. Alright, please make sure that you're engaging with your viewers. Alright, keep the language clean. Beware of your background audio. Those are some tips. Also, don't send us a link to your YouTube channel. Don't do that. That's that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for you to, to make a video specifically designed for us. Send it on over. We really want you to, to shine. That's what we want you to do. So, uh, again, QGNstaff at gmail.com is where you can send that on over to if you're looking to join us. Dave! What? Dave! What? <laughs> the Shrine of Azura. Yes. For all of those who want to be a star. Get it, Azura. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Put a Available Good for purchase. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Available for purchase on the official Bethesda store, the Shrine of Azura. Here is the description from the item on the store. The shrine features Azura, the Daedric Prince of Dusk and Dawn. Standing majestically atop a snow-covered mountain at one-sixth scale, she measures approximately 16, or I'm sorry, 18 inches tall, including the base, to the top of her star. Cast in high-quality polystone, the statue is hand-finished and hand-painted. Azura is always depicted as a female and is also known as Mother of the Rose, Queen of the Night Sky, and the anticipation of Sotha Sil. Azura is one of the few Daedra who might be considered good by mortal standards due to her concern for her followers' well-being. Azura's plane is known as Moonshadow, a realm said to be too beautiful for mortals to comprehend. 
The statue includes deluxe full-color packaging, a hand-numbered base, and a certificate of authenticity, which allows you to purchase the same model number in future releases in the Elder Scrolls Shrine series. Limited to 750 pieces worldwide. The retail price for this statue is $210 USD. You will be charged a $100 deposit to reserve your copy and then pay the difference of $110 plus shipping and handling when the statue becomes available to ship in fourth quarter of this year. Uh, I would like to call this out. Now they're saying that it's a six, it's one in six scale, uh, and that, and that Azura's statue is like a hundred feet tall. That's only the huge shrine that's in Skyrim. Usually, when right. you see any any shrine or statue, mm-hmm. it's it's only a couple of feet tall. So, not not like the little tiny ones. I'm talking like you know, it's it's about it's like a ten foot tall statue or something like that. Back me up on that one, Shank. I, no, you no, you're right, dude. I mean, <laughs> right. in Oblivion, you go to any of the shrines, and they're not much more than like what I would say, maybe not even twenty feet tall. I'd say like twelve, fifteen feet max for yeah. some of them. So, I mean, the one you see in in ESO. Spoiler alert. Nope, okay. I'm gonna take my earphones off. Nope. It's not that tall either. I mean, it, that picture you see of Zora is maybe just slightly taller than average uh, human. Right, maybe what six to eight feet tall statue. That's about it. So right, it's not too bad. Yeah, right. So then uh, that guy Joffrey, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. what's up, Shank? <laughs> <laughs> so the Titanic hit this iceberg. <laughs> mm-hmm. So on Monday's Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah, Snape killed Dumbledore. No. <laughs> oh, God. I, I gotta tell you, I got maybe about. Um, about three quarters of the way through through this week's Totally Heroes, and I nearly ran off the road laughing <laughs> at you guys. Just, just absolutely funny. Oh god. Oh my god. Um. Hey, by the way, another one of our sponsors, since we're on the topic, is is actually hey everyone here that works at Quest Gaming Network. Uh, you can you can go to questgamingnetwork.com and you'll see all of our awesome awesome articles from the from the news team you can get to all of our different podcasts you know uh classic elder scrolls night that records fridays at 9 p.m we've got community game night at 9 p.m eastern time on saturdays rift off the record huge shout out to liz and and rob and um and derek over there at uh the rift off the record team that records live as well sunday 7 p.m you can follow them at rift otr uh, Swotor Reforged, our, our Star Wars show. Hey, Lou, you're you're an excellent wingman over there, and uh, and Fred, of course, is just absolutely amazing. He, uh, a lot of the fans just love him on that show. He's <laughs> a Sith Lord Corv, just a <laughs> funny, funny guy. Um, Mondays, seven p.m. Eastern as well. Then comes uh, Totally Heroes, the the show that dares to be classified. It's sure it's general gaming, but but put put that put that square peg in a round hole. I I defy you. You've got Dave who runs that show. We're sorry, uh, Shank. He's like a really techie guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got Brian. He's there too. The the uh, Lord of the Rings version of Jason Statham. 
Uh, that's the best parts of the theme song that, that I was pressured into putting together. Sorry for my singing. <laughs> I, I held his cat ransom. He did. Both of them. Yeah. They, so- they actually scratched me and ran away before he completed the song, but I made it seem like I was holding them ransom. Yeah. Uh, Monday is 10 PM Eastern for totally heroes. Just uh, all all times, of course, are Eastern. We record here, uh, twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. Uh, you can donate to the network as well through our website, questgamingnetwork.com. $10 and more gets a special mention on our show. Uh, you can go to our forums as well at questgamingcommunity.com. Uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash questgamingnetwork. Uh, Google.com slash plus sign Quest Gaming Network. We're on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Quest Gaming Network, which is the only place you're going to see, you know, great videos like like we just showed you today. And uh, again, Twitch.tv slash Quest Gaming Network. So, so thanks, everyone, here at the QGN family for sponsoring this show with all of your, your hard work and effort in putting together the kind of community that we, we can boast about today. Uh, gameplay. I am really happy that we're finally in a spot on this show where we can reasonably talk about gameplay for pretty much any game in the Tusk series on this show um, and, and always just have Elder Scrolls Online with us as, uh, as something to talk about, too. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and I'm really happy putting this into the show once again. So without any further ado... Uh, probably one of the best features of this episode. Our gameplay, guys. What what have we been doing in Tamriel this week? Let's um, and and, and don't don't feel like I have to call on you guys because I, I do want to mix this segment up a bit. You know, a lot of the, our show is really ultra organized, and I sort of want gameplay to just be kind of like just an amalgamation of just interrupting each other with with just excited. Oh, by the way, I did this too, and. You know, I, I, w- I want you to just guys get it out there. So let's, I, I mean, Shank, maybe uh, we haven't heard from you too much this week. Um, I know you've been, you've been playing some Oblivion, of course. We're going to talk about Elder Scrolls Online, of course. I know that's probably what you guys are holding out for. But, you know, Shank, what have, what have you been doing? That is correct. I've been playing the crap out of Oblivion. <laughs> that's the typical Shank way. Um it, it's it's weird, man. I got I got some I I got I got a tweet this afternoon. Okay, mm-hmm. um, talking about and I'm not going to mention who it was because I, I don't think that that's it, it's worth it's worth it. But this person basically was like, so everyone else is playing ESO, but you're still playing the older games. Why? And I was like, I'm not going to respond to that. But <laughs> no, hold on. Oh, why? Because he's 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 waiting for uh, the console version to release. But first of all, they're good games. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like, like, why would you not play the other games? Like, I can't wait to talk about Daggerfall. <laughs> it's like no, I, it was. It, I just the the way that I mean, obviously, <laughs> you can only you know convey so much in 140 characters. But I was just like, this this doesn't even deserve an answer. Sl- this slash facepalm. <laughs> no, it was it was really like the shows called Elder Scrolls off the record, you know? That's the series as a whole, you mm-hmm. know? So <laughs> anyway, my my mild amusement aside, I, I I did play Oblivion. A lot of Oblivion. 
And uh, what did I do? So many of you guys know that I have a character, uh, a, a Bosmer character, or sorry, Breton character. No, it is a Bosmer named Dew. And I've been playing as a uh, sort of a, a, a ranger type, you know, mixing up archery with the close-up sword and board. Um, still sneaking and uh, still doing some uh, um, armor. Obviously, I think that's kind of important. But it, it's been really, really fun, and I'm and I'm at a point right now where I'm kind of going through the uh, the thieves guild, and I have to say, playing as a ranger, it's a pretty different experience because typically, what Shank does when he does the archery thing is he will he will sneak a lot, even in the wilderness, and. Uh, Avoid combat as much as possible, and generally just you know in oblivion. Especially, you can just run backwards, shoot arrows, shoot arrows, and keep just running backwards and backwards. In this game, though, if I do get attacked, yeah, I'll take a couple shots with the marksman with my bow. But having that sword and uh, shield right now, I'm using a dwemer shield, uh, a, a sword, is actually a really nice backup to fall back on. To be honest with you, because you you have. At least I do. Like I have that confidence to stand my ground and say, you know, I have a chance of defeating enemy X, whatever it is, a bear, a boar, whatever it is, and I can I and not just rely on my on my health potions because uh, that's usually the case if you're a marksman, you're a little squishier that way. So I'm really liking. It. It's a very very different experience, and this too after playing this game for God 750 800 hours. I don't know any other game that you can say that to, to be honest with you. So whoever you are, Twitter person, that's that's why I'm still playing this game. Um, I'm doing the uh, going to Scriva down to uh, Bravel and set off from the Imperial City. Took me like 45 minutes basically to get from the Imperial City just I, to Bravel. I kind of like, really long walk. If you, if you I, I kind of like the fact that. You're you're doing an archery build, and you you are backing yourself up with a with a sword now. And I, I kind of feel like maybe everyone on the show is like rubbing off on you a little bit with this. No, I mean I, that's to de- to deny that that's true is it would be false. Um, and that's one of the good things about you know the show and really the game series is that you can totally have totally different experiences, and every one of them is very very viable. You know. And you're not really set in stone. You can kind of mix and match. And that's one of the things that I like about this is that I'm combining two different elements and I'm getting a totally new experience of the game that I've played, you know, days, days, literally days and weeks worth of content. Um, So I'm really liking it. It, It's it is actually it's really, really fun. Uh, Lou, (laughs) was it was it you that's kind of doing a a build like that as well in, in ESO? I think he was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my nightblade's doing going that same route. Uh, focusing both on bow for long range distance dealing, uh, damage distance, uh, damage dealing, and then uh, dual wielding for up close and personal. Just uh, give me a second here. I'm actually trying to get a little comfortable for once this evening. That uh, <laughs> that interview had me like all freaking stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> not not for any other reason other than I just I wanted to make sure that it went well, which I think it did. So, uh, sorry to interrupt, Lou. So, yeah. So, yeah. What, what do you got? I mean, where did I want to take that? <laughs> I guess, yeah. Lou, tell me a little bit about about some of that. And and uh, I mean, you've you've played Oblivion, right, Lou? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. Do you feel like the going from ranged to melee in ESO plays similarly? 
than it like it does in in Oblivion? Well, you could set it up where it's similar, but again, since we're not playing, uh, you know, we're not exactly playing Oblivion, which is a single player game, so you you can set up the game mechanics differently. Yeah. All right, you don't really have to balance uh, skills against one another. Gets other possibilities from other classes, other players, and such. Um, so you, you can literally just go crazy uh, with the skills that you have uh, present in Oblivion. Now in ESO, like I said, yeah, you could do it, and I'm doing my best to set up that way. Uh, Ty did it in other test games and other MMOs, but in the end, you know, it's fun. I'm having fun with the ESO, but I have the most fun. Actually, right, at, right now, playing that particular style in, you know, Oblivion and in Skyrim, you know, in the older games, because right, you know, I I get that feeling of my God, it's this is awesome. <laughs> I can do all this and not worry about it. Oh yeah, I I also want to get this sentiment out there yet again. Um, and I I I like this. I like the fact that Elder Scrolls Online is not a replacement, and never was meant to be a replacement for the experience you go you you have in those single player Elder Scrolls games. That genuinely makes me mad when I see that. It it really really irks me because it's 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 not true. What that you want ESO to be a replacement? No, that 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 it's not true that when people say this is a replacement, you know, because it's, it's not. It's just another game in the series. You know, you know, what's funny is Jenny actually said the same thing to me without even being prompted. Without hearing anything that we do on the show. Because she, she doesn't listen. Um, our show, she, which I, I, I just, it, it crushes me. <laughs> well, no, you know why she doesn't listen. Let's be honest. You can leave now, Shank. All right. Peace. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shank, come back. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she, well, our, our shows are, are very, very long and, and she just doesn't, she doesn't have a long commute. So, and I think it's also the fact that she just doesn't love me anymore. So that's probably, that's probably it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, she had said the same thing. I, I showed her the nuts and bolts of Elder Scrolls online. Um, probably about a week, week and a half ago, two weeks ago, right, right when it just came out, I would say like it. It was last week. It was last week. And I, I showed her all, all how it works and all that. And she looks at me and she goes, I, I love how it doesn't play like Skyrim or Oblivion. And she got a big whopping kiss out of that because I was really excited to hear that come from her. <laughs> now, well, what did she mean, though? Because it, it, it definitely... I... If it, when she says it doesn't play like it, because like the control scheme is very much similar, I would think. But does she mean like just you know mechanics and like the general quests and objectives and other stuff yeah. like that too? Okay. I mean, she she's been an MMO gamer for years. Um, she's she she played uh, Warcraft. She played you know she played World of Warcraft. Um, there's a couple of other games that she got into as well. I don't I don't quite remember. I think it might have been Swotor. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But she's she's got a couple of MMOs under her belt. So she 
she recognizes um, MMO tropes. And she was really happy to see parts of the of an MMO game that she felt needed to be in the game. And she was really excited about the fact that it looks and feels like a single-player Elder Scrolls game with all of the, the MMO tropes in there that that turn the game into into a, a functioning uh good uh mmo so i think that's that's really what she was calling attention to was 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 that and, and when you when you play skyrim you know there's a certain uh ultra cinematic feel that you get out of the other Elder Scrolls games. And I think Skyrim really sort of like brings it to the forefront where you, you get it in ESO a little bit, um, with, but it, it's not 110% there because of the fact that there's other players there with you too. So, you know, you, you definitely feel that it's, you, you get the feeling of the MMO coming through. So I, I think, um, when we say it's not a replacement, I think those are some of the things that that um, we're we're sort of recognizing that are in the game is the the MMO aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Shank, um, what else were you were you uh, getting into? Yeah, so doing thieves guild stuff, uh, man. I, I so if you if you're not familiar with uh, Cyrodiil too much, uh, there there's a bunch of roads. Uh, one of the roads going from the Imperial City to Bravel is uh, uh, God, I think it's the Blue Road. Uh, don't quote me on this, but anyway, it's it's really really. I walked through the West Wheel to get there, and not even on the road. And my God, I would I would walk south 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 and keep walking, and then turn around, and you could see, dude. I mean, man. To this day, came out in 2006. To this day, eight years later, it gives me chills because you just look through the trees. It's just this dense forest and you just see the white gold tower just kind of peeking out through the trees with the, uh, you know, the Gerald Mountains in the background. And you get just, it's a, it's such a like rewarding feeling. I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how to put it into words really, but it's so, it just looks and feels really really awesome um so did a lot of that got to uh adarji's heirloom quest went down to leowen went through the nibine valley in blackwood region not on the road again not on the road and uh discovered a bunch of more things and the environment there is totally different so here's a pro tip for you guys um if you're playing oblivion and you get this quest from Sindarian. He's an alchemist uh, in, Bra- in sorry, Skingrad. There's a quest called Seeking Your Roots where he wants you to go out and collect, you know, X number of Nernroot. Yeah, that's that's the same guy that uh, there's a there's a quest in Skyrim where you yep. can read his journal, right? Yeah, he's actually uh, – there's a quest in Skyrim and I believe it's called A Return to Your Roots in Skyrim. Um, and Sindarian makes an appearance uh, in one form or another. I'll just say that much. And if you're looking for Nernroot in Oblivion, pro tip, go to the Nibine Valley and Blackwood. There, it's a very, very sort of wetland-ish region of Cyrodiil. You will find Nernroot, like, literally anywhere you turn. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's really cool. So if you want to do it, go there. Um, 
here's something I thought I would uh, wouldn't be saying anytime soon, but for the first time ever, I actually did a quest I had never done in, ever, ever, ever in this game. Really? It's, it's not like you can just easily miss this quest like it's in the middle of the woods. No, this quest is in Castle Leowin. Literally, like, as soon as you enter, you see this orc named Mazoga the Orc. And she's part of a quest. She gives you a quest. And every single time I played this game, I would just run past her because she was mean to me and always yelled at me. And I was like, I don't care. Screw you. <laughs> I just went into my thing. <laughs> but but this time I actually stopped and I listened to her because I was like, you know what? Your armor is actually kind of cool. Maybe and since I'm playing a sword board, maybe I, you, you, I can get some cool stuff from you if I do your quest. And I w- did her quest. It's actually a multi-part quest. And I did the first part of her quest. And it's it's actually really interesting and layered the way that the quest is functioned. I still need to do part two of the quest, which um, I, this game's been out for eight years, but I still don't want to tell anybody because I know there's a lot of people that still haven't played this game. Um, hold, hold on one second. Hey, uh, Dave. Mm-hmm. You know your your camera's on, right? Yep, and I'm sending you a message right uh, now. My cell phone's not on. <laughs> your cell phone's not on? No, I had to turn it off. <laughs> I'm sending you a message to your cell phone. All right, I'll turn my cell phone on, but... I'm uh, telling you that your camera isn't working, and it's probably because you're too ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. So you're going to hear a whole bunch of cell phone turny-onny noises. (laughs) So I apologize, but but, uh, there you go. That's my cell phone right there. Galaxy Note 2. I heard they're making a 4, by the way. But... Oh, isn't that pretty? Oh, my. <laughs> That's Verizon right there. You know I got the I got 4G. Uh, so I'm going to get Dave's uh, text message any minute now. So- <laughs> Delete. Yes. yes. Delete. <laughs> Delete that. Uh, go-, <laughs> go ahead, Shank. Uh, yeah, so there was that quest that I hadn't done. Uh, there is this one quest, though, and it's part of the Thieves Guild. Where you have to go steal uh, what's called the Darji's heirloom, and it's it's something that Count Alessia Caro has in Leowin. Which I still haven't gotten through yet, by the way. You still haven't gotten through it yet. Um, yeah. I would, if I were you then, <coughs> I would talk to, because you know I have to talk to beggars for the Thieves Guild stuff, right? I would talk to literally every single beggar and ask about everything in that quest, because it's kind of important. Uh and they will they will tell you about this like secret passage thing, and it's amazing. It's like my favorite place in the entire game. Uh, it's pretty freaking awesome. Well, I haven't um, started it, but I, I, it was actually the Dark Brotherhood I was I was playing. Which, by the way, they're they're saying that Dark Brotherhood and a justice system, right? Wasn't is, that uh, they're working on that? I think so. Well, we asked tonight. He says it's a it's a to do. Not a will it be done, but rather when will it be done? When, yes. yeah, not, right. not if, so, but when. But when, yep. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm I'm excited. Dark Brotherhood, man. I really hope they have the armor from Morrowind's Dark Brotherhood. That is the coolest. The armor... is it just like a raiment from Oblivion and Skyrim, or is it like legit armor? No, it's like legit armor. Like they have like a, they almost look. Uh, Dave, like the you see, hmm? see if you can find a link. We'll throw it up on the stream. I, yeah. I will. You know what? I yeah. will. Because I, I know 
I re- I I remember playing Morrowind a while back and thinking like, oh wow, like that's that's the armor for the Dark Brotherhood. Like it's pretty legit. Yeah, I'm I'm looking up. I'm going to find an image, but they totally look like uh, steampunkish, like Dwemer. Here, here. Uh, view image. Here's a, a copy of it. I'm sending it through Skype right now. Your cam's auto stripper focus isn't working. You may be too ugly. Yeah, because you're a stripper and you move around so it focuses on you. Right, right. And it isn't working because you're too ugly and you broke your camera. That's Dude, just that's just hurtful. That well, armor true is too. <laughs> I know, right? But that it, is it's, hugely badass armor. Holy That's crap. what I mean. Like if they're going to put in any armor of of any incarnation of the Dark Brotherhood, that's the one I want. Dave, I you, mean, you I put completely it in Skype. Agree. Oh man, I have a hard time getting stuff through Skype. Right, did, did you not get it? No, oh, I got it. It's just it's it's completely just pain in the neck to do. Here we go. Right, but what about these guild armor? What look would you go for there? Hmm. Which which Tez game would you want? See, okay, see, because I, I yeah, because I haven't played the older ones. I'm a I'm I'm a huge fan of the Nightingale armor. To be honest with you. So so there you go. That's that's it right there. Pretty beast. I don't like the goggles. I love the goggles. Nah. But I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that me personally, I don't like it because I don't like steampunk stuff. But I definitely see what you're saying about about steampunk. It kind of looks like a little bit. He has this robotics on the outside of him. His his yeah. chest piece kind of looks like it's it's specifically folded just to be an it awesome. Oh, what was that one character from Hellboy? Yeah, it's... Yes, exactly. Oh my god, that is... Just that look is insane. Yeah. It it, it definitely is. It, it's it's definitely B.A. Without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Alright, Shank, so what else were you saying? Not much, man. I just... Uh, one thing that I didn't necessarily think about until after I stopped playing was just how long it took me just to get to two cities. Uh, in typical Shank style, from Imperial City to Bravel through the Westfield took me about 45 minutes. Yeah. And then from Bravel to Lewin, you know, through the uh, Nibine Valley and Blackwood uh, took me about an hour. So that was an hour and 45 minutes of just travel time, like no questing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that that I didn't think I mean honestly didn't think about that until after I stopped playing but that was that was when I looked back I was like that was awesome that was just epic yeah I remember <laughs> when I was doing um my my first playthrough my first honest to god playthrough of Oblivion on the PC uh one of the things that I wanted to do was was see how long it would take me to get from like I think, I think it, I was I was heading to Leowin. I'm not 100 mm-hmm. percent sure exactly where I was going from. I think it may have been Broville. I don't know. Was it was it in the north? No, it wasn't that far north. Um, you know West? what? It may have actually have been. It may actually have been the sewers. When you first get out into the the sewers there, uh-huh. or from the sewers, I think it might have been from there. And I just sort of 
like picked a town. <laughs> You're just like, I'm going to go there. On the map. I was like, yeah. So I, I <laughs> like I cleared out Vilverin and then I just walked out and I was like, all right, let me just walk there and just check this out. And I remember just being so excited of how how long it took me to actually get there. And that's when I came across that um, orc burrow or orc cave goblin cave and i cleared him out and then walked further and found the town that gives you the quest for it and cleared him out oh, again cropsford yeah 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 so is it orc or is it goblin because it's that goblin. may tie into my story this week no it's 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 goblin goblin yeah. which okay. by, by the way dave what's what's uh what's uh what's your story lou feel free to jump in on any of this i'm, I'm just saying oh no i'm in the chat right now <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> are you not entertained so yeah go ahead dude what do you got what do you got well, well or- i actually helped Nork burrow this week what'd you do that was what i did in eso which i thought was really cool because um i was in grotwood and the which upper... looks great by the way hmm? i love grotwood i i loved oridon and then i got into grotwood and i was like Neh. and then i played into grotwood a bit and i was like yeah <laughs> is, is it it's prettier pretty than oridon it's nah. a different style yeah okay it, they're it's, both it's a very different style. Yes, um, it it very much reminds me of uh, Raggle from Fantasy Star Online, so I love that area. Anyway, no one knows what um, you're talking about, Dave. Yeah, but there's like three people <laughs> in the world who do, and they just like giggled and fell out of their seat. Moving on, they don't even know you. <laughs> I was in the <laughs> northwestern part of Grotwood, and there's an orc burrow up there. And I went in and, and helped them with a few issues. Apparently, they had a, uh, a disagreement between themselves. In fact, there was a whodunit kind of quest line in the middle of it. And, man, I, I really like the Orc Burrow quest lines because it doesn't matter where you are in the world. If there's an Orc Burrow, they have so much drama. Orcs are the drama queens of Elder Scrolls. Oh, if you had to put a thumb on they're basically soap operas. Like, we're the biggest, baddest people in the world, and then every single one of them is the biggest little girl. Always complain, oh my god, I was going to hump this guy and broke a nail, so I had to go back and sharpen it, because, oh my god. And then when I got there, Cindy was totally talking to my ex at... It's exactly what you get out of an orc burrow. Wow, it's a that's damn like- Sex in the City episode. Every... Orc oh, burrow. No, that's like every why? novella ever. Sarah Jessica Parker. No, she looks like a boiled horse. She cannot. Every <laughs> looks like a boiled horse. It, it's so ridiculous. It's about three hookers and a mother. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, I love I love orc burrows just because they are their own little world. You get two or three quests out of it and solve their problems for them, which they honestly could have done themselves by just sitting down and talking it out. But every single one is just an ass, and they don't want to deal with anything, ever. <laughs> They're just like, oh my god, I'm not going over there because honor. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it, but I loved it. I love Orc Burrows. And you know what? It, it, that tells you they did it right, because in Skyrim you had the same thing. Mm-hmm. And and I mm-hmm. love that feeling of oh my god you drama queens let me do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't gotten to the, any of the orc burrows yet, but um I'm in Grotwood and I I'm doing like the southern portion. Mm-hmm. First quest I came upon, 
Well, it was the the pirate thing in in Haven, which I I thought was great. I loved doing that quest. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold up, pirates? Nah, pirates. pirates. But I'm not saying anything. Okay. So, because oh, I haven't. Okay. Because yeah. you haven't played. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. No. 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 I, I I definitely appreciate that. But yes, pirates in Haven. As soon as you walk into Grotwood, uh, about level 18. Which can we? Um, Oridon, hello. I was there until level 18. Uh, fantastic, by the way. Just absolutely amazing that I I spent that long in Oridon and I didn't want to leave. And then I went over to Grotwood and now I'm 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 level 21 and I don't want to leave. And I've got <laughs> not like the tiniest little portion of Grotwood just just sort of. Can I just comment on something you said earlier yeah. in the show, actually, regarding Oridon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said that you had found all the Sky Shards, correct? Yeah. So, I... I Myself, dude. by the way, I didn't use any any third-party... No wikis or... No, nothing. Just, I went on the little clues, which I think is a fantastic little update, or not an update, a feature in the game, or the clues in your achievement system as to where those sky shards are broken down by by uh by region just amazing yeah so, go ahead, Shank. yeah no i was just saying like because like i remember in i was playing the uh, on that beta that uh and i remember finding all of the sky shards in oridon and usually i am not i i genuinely don't really care too much for achievements in games but i remember my journal popped up and said you got this achievement i clicked on it and it was for finding all the the sky shards yeah i felt uh, that was i felt pretty proud of myself for that <laughs> actually i'm i'm just cuz i mean do something like that's pretty cool and, I, and i'm sure you yeah. did the same like it felt the same for you too oh like, it's an amazing achievement yeah <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> The uh, one of the one of the quests in Grotwood that I and I I finished this up last night. It's a simple little quest. Go, uh, my, I'm here. Oh, hello, hero. I'm I'm here because I'm looking for my husband. He is a renowned minstrel in these lands. Please uh, go find him. And then it turns into and then it turns into a, a an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Creepiest creepiest quest i have played yeah. I, I i was on mumble right lou i was in yes, mumble and then all of a sudden i was like oh my god and he's like well what's going on i'm like and then i explained everything to him and he's like mm-hmm, gets worse yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's bad it, it's just gonna go worse man oh god <laughs> yeah it was just it, it was just creepy as oh, hell that's right you know what i'm talking about dave well With the basement yeah total stephen king novel just, yeah, I won't give any more spoilers. But and and uh, you, you were you were going into a, a direction, Dave. So I want to pick you. Oh back well, up with I was that. just talking about uh, the orcs. People in the chat room are saying they're orc strongholds, not burrows. Well, I played Warcraft three way too long. They're burrows. Um, but you know what? What also is one? <laughs> it's an awesome game, dude. Yeah, I loved it. Um, just a few spoilers, not really spoilers, just things to look forward to that we've actually had people in the chat yelling about. Have y'all found the great Dooku trees yet? <gasps> oh, hell yeah. Oh my god. <gasps> Those quest lines are great. Um, one of my favorite quest lines, not, not the Dooku trees. I don't want to spoil that because that's really a cool quest line. Yeah. Dude! Um, don't what? you be joking about that. I'm not joking. We're not joking. <laughs> we're, not, we're not joking, Shank. There's a there is a giant Deku tree. In... Oh, there's more than one. 
Can you can you slingshot the Dooku nuts and like drink your glass of milk too? Oh my God, this is a family show, Shank. All right, you keep just, that buttoned up. Can we not touch your Dooku nuts for once part of the show, please? <laughs> all right. Um. Also, I actually saw a Varwin when he was playing this. I think it was a Varwin talking about it. Um. No fingers. Uh huh. Did you did that one right? No fingers. Um, yeah, the Argonian who's called No Fingers. I think you started that one. Yeah, I believe I started. Yeah, I don't know if I it. finished yep. it. That is another hilarious <laughs> quest, Jay. Well, okay, it's it gets kind of dark, but it's some parts of that quest chain are just awesome. Like ask No Fingers why he's called No Fingers, yet yes. he clearly has fingers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dude. Ask him why. Dude. If it if it is what I think it is, that is that oh that's nasty. <laughs> uh, well, no, no. He, his explanation, and I know this. I'm not trying to spoil, it, but his explanation is something along the lines of he has that bad luck that if he was named uh, loses no fingers, he'd lose all his fingers. Yeah, he could have just called. He just could, you know, go a different direction with that. And instead of naming himself anything to do with an appendage, he doesn't want to lose. <laughs> Just pick something else, you know, like like our our good friend uh, uh, jumps off cliffs. Yeah, who's <laughs> named that because he doesn't like to jump off cliffs? Right. <laughs> I think I got his name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I, I love his reasoning. Just the way it's portrayed is beautiful. That whole quest chain is is awesome. Lou, how's that sorceress of yours? Oh. Well, I've uh, been playing her a lot lately. Uh, so I got up to level 33 right now. Almost 34. I am so um, jealous. <laughs> Let's, uh, I'm ending the show right now, and I'm going to play this game, all right? The hell with all of you. Just... <laughs> Screw you all. I'm playing now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's been... Uh, I'm having a blast. Uh, just... Just trying different things with the uh, with the character. Um, I've been sinking a lot of points into the passes spread across. You know the passes in the mm. storm calling line, uh, destruction staff, wrestle staff. Yeah, me too. I actually picked up um, two pieces of light armor because I noticed that my heavy armor skill was just like crazy through the roof, and you can't do anything about it. You know whatever they call that in game, overcharged, I believe. Yes, overcharged, <laughs> which I could have used, I suppose. Um, I noticed that my heavy armor skill was was uh, stat was overcharged, so I, I just slapped on two pieces of light armor because I like some of the passives that you get for for light armor, and I'm now leveling up my my light armor skill, and I I got my first passive, which I believe uh, has a regeneration rate for Magicka. I think that's mm-hmm. what it is. It does. Yeah. So I I hear you. Oh yeah, and it definitely helps because originally I was. Uh, gonna focus on maybe, you know, going heavy armor out, which I had done on the PTS and, and did enchants on it. But I realized, you know what? Maybe let me switch over to just the light armor, okay, and actually build on light armor uh, passives that are available in the skill tree. And since now I'm also different, trying different combos. All right, with the crafted sets that are available in the world, okay. You know, some you can get the bonus from the set if you only equip three pieces, and some you'll get if you equip five pieces. So what I've been doing is that I've been rocking two sets, uh, two crafted sets, which I had uh, 
Sonar Guild, Smith Malley, or Brian 21, he made for me. Okay, mm. which is the uh, Seducer set and the Magnus's Gift set. Okay, now the Seducer set, oh gosh, off the top of my head, I think it uh, reduces magic cost with the three set bonus. You get three pieces of it. I think and, I remember which you. pieces are you using for that? Uh, I the seducer. I'm using the boots, mm-hmm. the uh, pants, mm-hmm. and I believe. Oh gosh! Uh, now I, I don't mean to interrupt, but are you using any set for your um, your jewelry? No, I swapped it all out. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, the. Uh, are you using the warlock? I was. I'm using that now because I was rocking the Warlock set, but uh, I swapped it out. Mm-hmm. Now, Wait, I'm using the Warlock. Hold on. You can I'm get using that on mine. For, you can get sets for jewelry? Or yes. am I just yes. misunderstanding yeah. stuff? Yes, you can. I have a, 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 a necklace and two rings for a three-piece set that makes it so, like, whenever I drop below 25 or so percent mana, I get 200 mana back. <sighs> so, it's, so it's pieces of, like, a... So, hold on. So you can have like a necklace and have gems in the net, or like how am I just not understanding? It has a secondary enchant, okay, uh, which is it shows you you need so many pieces of this set for uh-huh. this uh, specific bonus to activate. Do you get pieces of bo- of a bonus with pieces no. of the set? No. You, okay. When you reach the bonus, you get it. If you do okay. have less than that, you don't. Okay. So Dude, this particular sick. one was three. I think, Lou, you said you're using two different sets. Mm-hmm. Are they both threes? Yes, they're both threes. And since we have – I have room for uh, additional pieces, I'm trying to see if I can rock three three-piece uh, sets going. <laughs> and, and I'm assuming you can't craft these? Like do you have to go find them? Well, yes and no. There are ones that you have to find in the wild, especially those that are jewelry uh, set pieces. Mm-hmm. Since you can't craft jewelry at the moment, there's no jewel crafting. Um, okay, so but see, yeah. there are specific rare uh, places out in the wild that have the ability that if you craft an item at that place and you're proficient enough in a skill in a specific uh, piece of armor, you can actually craft the armor to have the secondary set bonus on it. Right. And I think that was, we saw like a video on that, right? When he was crafting yes. in some alien yes, ruin. Okay. Yeah. I, I just wasn't sure Which, if you could craft the, uh, like the jewelry pieces. And cause dude, that would be, <laughs> that's sick. I'm sure that on one of their expansions, they'll probably add jewel crafting help. I mean, Oh no, 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 no. My, I'm not, I, I like that you can't craft those because that means you have to actually go out and get them. Oh, there's a lot of sets that, are set bonuses for other things than jewelry that oh, yeah. you can't find how to craft. Right. I picked up one the other day of the sun. Yes. Have you seen that one, Lou? Yes, I have. I, I actually have epaulets of the sun, and I think I have a robe of the sun. Yeah, I, I, I picked up drops. a robe of the sun the other day. Mm-hmm. And you can't craft that one. You, you have to find it. Dude, that's that's just that's that's just even more incentive for me to just keep walking and just like doing my yeah. thing. Honestly, like that's awesome. <laughs> Right. Oh, That's and it. also with my sets, actually, uh, Brian actually made weapons to complement that. So yeah, I'm rocking the bonus sets because mm-hmm. weapons also count. Weapons, jewelry. Yeah. And Are you doing dual wield? No, not on my. Uh, sorry. If you do dual wield, you can left hand enchant and right hand enchant 
set bonus. I like to have my nightblade. Uh, yeah. Chat room, <clears throat> chat room's bringing up the uh, the Magus set, the Magus set. Oh yeah, yeah, that one is amazing. Uh, the Magus's gift because that one has a five percent chance to totally negate the cost of whatever spell you're casting. That's really nice. <laughs> so if a spell costs three hundred magicka and it's your old crap spell, and you really need it, well, you know it's a five percent chance. It's going to cost you nothing. <laughs> That's cool. That is really cool. And you know, five uh, percent doesn't sound like a lot, but when you when you look at it, or in actuality, it does actually turn out to be uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Dude, I mean, honestly, five percent might be like just enough. If you were like stuck in something and you're like, man, I, I just like I need, then like that five percent might just be enough to kind of put you over the edge and say, okay, you know what? Now I can finally beat this guy. Actually, it has. <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, tried, I've tested these sets. It works. <laughs> that's one thing that really you need to understand when you're walking into an MMO is there's no such thing as a huge bonus. If it if it sounds like it's a bonus, it's probably too good to be true. The way to, to do anything in an, in an MMO is understand that the 1% and the 2%, those all add up. A 5% bonus, man, that's... That's awesome. That's really awesome. That's one out yeah. of every 20 casts is going to be completely free. That's insane. Yeah, and you you cast a tremendous amount of times. Yeah. Just getting yeah. through. Just look at one fight with a regular mob. How many times are you, if, especially if you're a mage, how many times Twice. are you casting? Bam, I'm a boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Lou, I actually have a question for you. In, sure. in your sorcerer, are you using any weapons or just sta- uh, staves? Staves. Okay. Just stave weapons. Uh, it's a destruction staff. Uh, for when I go for damage dealing, pure damage dealing, and then when I want to go help, uh, go support and heal, I have the restoration staff. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm doing uh, resto staff as my my secondary as well, and I I love being a PvP. I, I, I hate calling it PvP. God damn it! It's not PvP to me. It's it's a war. <laughs> when Wee! I when I go into sorry Cyr- for the delay, delay there, folks. <laughs> when I when I'm when I'm in Cyrodiil, I don't feel like I'm player versus playering. I feel like I'm at war. That's what I love about it. That's what's so engrossing for me. Oh, so it's so it's like Battlefield Four. Yeah, it's more armor <laughs> than Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I did. I had to troll that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I just love being a battle healer. That's what I love about it. Just heavy armor, resto staff, going in there, and I'm here to I'm here to support and, and help help in the fight. That oh, man, oh, I love it. Oh, it's great. <laughs> can you can you heal yourself with the restoration? Hell staff? yeah. Yes. Because dude, when I was in beta, I literally I could not figure that out. I was just like I was like. It's not working. It's not Se- working. Sephraxian, it's not PvP in the chat room. It's not PvP. It's a war. <laughs> um, yeah, Dave. I mean, what? Both Lou and I do do uh, resto staves as our secondary. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Uh, I actually have two skills on my bar that siphon health out of an enemy. I'm soon going to have a third that siphons health out of an enemy 
every time I attack with a normal weapon attack. My build is dual wield, and my offhand uh, weapon is a bow. I don't use resto. My well, I'm building this class. When it, when I get done with it, I'm gonna have so much health coming in that I'm not gonna need to worry about it. But at the moment, it's kind of difficult because I don't have everything where I need it to be. Nightblade, right? With that siphon. Nightblade. It's kind of rough. <laughs> it is. It's 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 rough. But dude, I'm telling you, that siphon because I got it actually pretty yeah. high in the beta. It yeah. is unbelievably awesome. It's it's ridiculously damaging. And I'll tell you, man, it, the the siphoning along with everything I have, every time I I get something more toward incoming health, whenever my siphoning levels up, whenever I get anything, it feels like the class, I can really feel it fleshing out. And it, it the difficulty level, I can feel it dropping by chunks every time my class gets more and more close to where I want it to be, to where I want it to be in survivability. And I can feel it. Yeah. And oh man, it feels good every time something levels up. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> one of my favorite, one of my favorite passives for the Templar, I think it's called Prism, and I, I've got it maxed out right now. And I believe it's Prism that that um, the more you use your skills, the more ultimate power you stack. Mm-hmm. Holy God. I mean, at one point, it was just like it felt like it, it took a long time to, to stack the um, to, to get my ultimate ready. Now it's like every other fight, I'm able to do my ultimate. It's incredible. And, and I sort of feel like that's probably because most of the skills I use on my bar are my class skills, not my weapon skill. So that's probably why I'm I'm getting crazy amounts of ultimate power right now, because I I do a lot I I I, I just chew through magic like there's not enough magicka in Nern to <laughs> it's just like oh, I'm not, I'm not magicka <laughs> um, I I I just I tear through it like you wouldn't believe which is why I'm so squishy right now as a as a tank mm. um, so I am building up my health points but I I just oh God I just love um just building up that ultimate and whether, whether I'm, I'm using my, uh, I have all three on ultimates, uh, ultimates for my class unlocked. So whether I'm healing or, uh, dropping a, uh, a Nova down uh, on the ground or, or using the, um, the Adric spear one, mm-hmm. which I think is called, uh, I forget. Anyway, uh, it's it, called the Adric Spear one. It, the Adric Spear one. I mean, it's just it, it feels <laughs> great to just be completely surrounded and freaking overwhelmed by enemies, and I'm doing everything I can to just block and and strike with my sword, and I'm 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 hitting off as many AOEs as I possibly can. I'm getting them all down as much as I can, uh, slowly but surely, and then my ultimates up. I'm like, oh man, you guys are in for it now. And then just this giant Nova just drops out of the sky and just hey, pounds on the ground and just starts om, nom, 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 with all their health. <laughs> it's hysterical. God, I love it. Radial sweep. Thank you, Dancing Shoes in the chat room. Or radial sweep, which is hysterical. You just slap everyone around you <laughs> with this huge, uh, oh, God, with this, this, uh, this huge pike. It's amazing. I love it. Ultimate's great. Um, 
Dave, I think I interrupted you again. <laughs> no, you're no. good. Anyway, great stuff. Great stuff. Anyone else? Well, I just wanted to say I also made a a uh, Mary Dominion uh, Nightblade, and I actually went back to my old roots, back from EQ EQ two, and uh, made my night. Originally, I made a Nightblade uh, a high elf, but I realized no true to form. Uh, my my original characters, you know, I went back and made her into a Bosmer, mm. a, a yeah. Bosmer Nightblade. And this is going to be my my recreation, or close to recreation of a EverQuest uh, Ranger. And even with the height slide going all the way up, I still can't see over walls, <laughs> or, or even the half walls, or even some tables or chairs. I'm like, wow, this really sucks. <laughs> have you talked to the Have you talked to the queen yet? <laughs> no, not yet, but. Dude, Man, you're, you're I, literally like looking straight up when you're talking. I, I felt your pain back when we were we met up on the PTS for the first time. Yeah, my, my health, I was like, my God, <laughs> this is too funny. Yeah, because I was like, I was like this tall, and you were like freaking here. Yeah, I was like, damn, I feel now I know why the Hios call them shorties. Yeah, but in the mean way, jerks. I'm shorty. <laughs> call them shorties. <laughs> But wow, getting stuck on little little rocks and lost. Yeah. This is annoying. It's People nuts. should not make fun of Bosmer. They'll eat you. They will. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they will. <laughs> and they I will. love how Grotwood calls attention to that through interacting with NPCs. You you see it rear its ugly yeah. head every now and again while you're on the road. You'll you'll see it, and and it every time I see it, I just I laugh. I think it's great. And, and can you imagine though, like uh, you know, running in this game like Craft Top still looks great, but on rigs that you guys have, especially on Shanks, mm. the power of that rig, running everything in Ultra, and realizing that when you look at the Bosmer, the way their armor looks, yes. and how it's colored, yep, and their complexions of the NPCs, like if that person was five feet away from me in a bush, I would never see this Bosmer. And, and you know what? That right there, what you just talked about, is why is one hundred percent why I chose heavy armor for the Bosmer. Because the heavy armor for them looks drop dead. It's just stunning, especially when the light plays off of it. My, it's just stunning. So, Lou, you, I mean, you hit the nail on that. that you're 100% correct. You know, and I would love for them to actually get like a passive racial bonus to where, you know what? They're, they're wood elves. You put them in any type of wooden environment, whether it's jungle or forest, they're going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just, it's camouflage for them. Gone. All they have yeah. to do is just hide behind a rock. Yeah, just stand still, hide behind something, and they just disappear. <laughs> and you've got to use something like Mage Light or a skill like that to find them because, God, you, they're in their environment. You know, you're know, mm. you in the woods. That's their home. <laughs> you're just visiting. Have fun. Mm. <laughs> that's the only reason why Altmer invited them into being in the Aldmeri Dominion is because we tried wiping them out. But, damn, if they're not sneaky. <laughs> Couldn't find them. Couldn't find them. It's a ghost elf. <laughs> I I have been playing Daggerfall. You monster. Like beyond beyond classic Elder Scrolls Night, which we covered Daggerfall again for, for a second time last Friday. Who the hell is Andy? Uh, <laughs> who, who the hell is Andy? <laughs> which was which was a hysterical show, by the way. We I was playing Daggerfall and and we were talking about um do we think an Elder Scrolls movie should 
be made and it, and, and the, the weather too is and the Y force and the intricacies and details and then Dave came in and just it all got flushed down the toilet. <laughs> um. So after after that, I I've actually still been playing playing Daggerfall and I got to admit, um, seeing the roots of Elder Scrolls just makes me love the series that much more. Daggerfall stands the test of time. God help me, you can't stream the game. (laughs) Yeah, you can't. No, you can't, because it is an unbelievably boring stream. Because you have to constantly read all of the quests, and and you have to... Every single time you talk to an NPC, like like here's a perfect example. Right now, I'm I'm actually on this quest. I have a level two Nord. I've probably put about ten hours in the game, and I'm still level two. Mm. No idea when I'm going to hit level three because I don't know if there's an experience bar in the game, and if there is, I haven't found it yet. <laughs> yeah, you have to hit uh, Alt F and then colon D caps lock, and then you can pull it up. The that's fantastic. Open up, open up your character sheet. And <laughs> <laughs> I did. You got to hit F5 to open up your character sheet. There's no experience bar on there. Well, that's good. No, but see, that that's good of Arwen because that trains you whenever you're playing Oblivion now because you'll hit F5 to open up your character sheet, but instead it'll quick save. There you go. There you go. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess to be quick about it, I, I'm on this quest that I got from the... School of Julianos, I think is is the name of the place. I, I was just roaming around some 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 town, and I found this place, and it, it looked like a good place to walk into. It had like a triangle on its sign. I was like, okay, let me check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it it turned out to be this, um, yeah, the School of Julianos. And so this guy said that oh, this thing was stolen from us. Please track this guy down. All right. So I'm like, okay, no problem. So I, I'm, I'm asking around town and these people have, have heard of, of this particular person that, that stole this item from the school of Julianos. I had to go to a second town. I go there. Sure. They heard of him. I believe it actually led me to a third town where they told me that I had to go to this, uh, the Woodheart residence in, uh, in Marimore was the name of the town. Looking all around there, found it. Um, for some, now I'm sort of stuck there at the moment because I think you have to like unlock the door, and I have zero lock picking ability right now. <laughs> right and now, or just I've... in Elder Scrolls in general? <laughs> yes, to yeah, both. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> but I, I love the fact that you're playing the fantasy game, and and all of a sudden it turns into it turns into a full-on investigation. It's a lot of fun. And they, they're they unapologetic. And they're not forgiving. And they're not giving at all. It's, you've got 12 days to find this guy. Have at it. And now I go from, from this, this dungeon-crawling, heavy-armor adventurer to an investigator. I I loved it. It's just it's it's fantastic, and um, I'm I'm trying to find a way to to complete the quest. I'm like I said, I'm stuck right now, but just seeing the the roots of of the series, um, like I said, it's 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 
fantastic. <clears throat> and I, I will, I will take a further leap and say every now and again, just because I'm playing elder scrolls online, doesn't mean I don't feel like logging off and playing Daggerfall. hundred percent honesty right there. I mean, I, I have, I, there's no doubt in my mind that that's true. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's just no doubt. Yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll be like, again, like I still want to play Skyrim, Morrowind, Oblivion. Now, now I can add another itch to that, which is Daggerfall. It's like, ugh, God, I don't have time to play all these games, but God, I want to play them all. So, all right, guys. Anything else from from any of your gameplay that anyone else wants to weigh in on? Oh yeah, I, I actually picked up Oblivion. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. Let's move on. Oh, Oblivion sucks. I'm, I'm Dave, you're going to walk out your door tomorrow and there's going to be a nice steaming pile of deposit just waiting just for you. <laughs> uh, oh, delicious. You know what Probably, else is yeah. you know what else is delicious, guys? Is um is Audible. Mm. Wow. Mm. Free Free audiobook. Mm, doesn't that taste good? Your wallet's going to love that. Oh, it's so juicy and delicious. Freeness. Free audiobooks at, <laughs> at audibletrial.com. Audibletrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network has sponsored our show in part today. Uh, use that link to download your free book today, your 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Quest Gaming Network. Uh, many, many, many different genres of, of books, literature galore at audibletrial.com slash Network. Of course, The Infernal City and Lord of Souls, the two Elder Scrolls novels that are out there by Greg Key, something we like to something we like to uh, to recommend. Takes place 40 years after the Oblivion Crisis. Uh, but there's there's far more that you can download over there. Maybe you want to use your free book for for one of the SWOTOR novels. If you're into Star Wars: The Old Republic, or uh, or another Star Wars, another Star Wars novel, maybe. Uh, maybe Dave, Fatal Alliance. Fa- maybe, maybe Fatal Alliance. Right. <laughs> Dave would like to like to recommend a book that you can use at at uh, AudibleTrial.com/slash/QuestGamingNetwork. Right, Dave. Don't count on it. Uh, if you're a Doctor Who fan like I am. <laughs> Uh, Liz likes to say that if it's a great uh, it's a great thing to have if you're if you're a um, if you're a student because you can find your textbooks at audibletrial.com/questgamingnetwork you can find your textbooks download them listen to them while you're playing Elder Scrolls online how about that or Rift shout out to Rift off the record Sundays booyah all right guys uh, Lou the lore master. It's time for the Elder Scroll, but first. Library Bookstore, this is Scott. How may I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my... And Lou! Thank you, Counselor. And today's Elder Scroll. It's going to be a lore book. 
called Fire and Darkness. The Brotherhoods of Death by Yanir Gorming. Or The History of the Moratong Assassin Guild. Starts off with a quote. Brother, I still call you brother for we share our bonds of blood, tested but unbroken by hatred. Even if I am murdered, which seems inevitable now, know that, brother. You and I are not innocents, so our benedictions of mutual enmity is not tragedy, but horror. This state of silence, shadowed war, of secret poisons and sleeping men strangled in their beds, of the sudden arrow and the artful dagger, has no end that I can see. No possibility for peace. I see the shadows in the room move through the flame of my candle steady. I know the signs that I... And this note was found where it had fallen beneath the floorboards of an abandoned house in the Nordic village of Jallenheim in the 358th year of the Second Era. It was said that a quiet cobbler lived in the house, whispered by some to be a member of the Dread Morag Tong, the Assassin's Guild outlawed throughout Tamriel 34 years previously. The house itself was perfectly in order, as if the cobbler had simply vanished. There was a single drop of blood on the note. The Dark Brotherhood had paid a call. <gasps> this note and other like it are rare. Both the Morag Tong and its hated child, the Dark Brotherhood, are scrupulous about leaving no evidence behind. Their members know that to divulge secrets of their orders is a lethal infraction. This obviously makes the job of a historian seeking to trace their histories very difficult. The Morag Tong, according to most scholars, had been a facet of the culture of Marwan almost since its beginning. After all, the history of Resdane, the ancient name of Marwan, is rife with assassination, blood sacrifice, and religious zealotry, hallmarks of the order. It is commonly said that the Morag Tong, then as now, murdered for the glory of the Daedra Prince Mafala. But common assumptions are rarely completely accurate. It is my contention that the earliest form of the Tong additionally worshipped an even older and more malevolent deity than Mafala. As terrifying as that prince of oblivion is, they had and have reverence for a far greater evil. Writs of assassination from the first era offer rare glimpses into the Morag Tong's earliest philosophy. They are, as a matter of fact, as current day writs, but many contain snatches of poetry, which have perplexed our scholars for hundreds of years. Lisping sibilant hisses, ether's sweet sway, rancid kiss of passing sin, and other strange, almost insane insertions into the rich were codes for the name of the person to be assassinated, his or her location, and the time at which death was to come. There were also direct references to the divine spirit called Sithis. Evidence of the Morag Tong's expertise in assassination seems scarcely necessary. The few instances of someone escaping a murder attempt by them are always remarkable and rare, proving that they were and are patient-capable murderers who use their tools well. A fragment of a letter found among the effects of a well-known armor has been sealed in our vaults for some time. It was likely penned by an unknown Tong assassin ordering weapons for his order and offers some illumination into what they look for in their blades, as well the mention of Renura, the island where the Tong sent its agents in retirement. Quote, I congratulate you on your artistry and the balance and heft of your daggers. The knife blade is whisper thin, elegantly wrought, but impractical. It must have a bolder knife edge, 
Her arteries, when cut, have a tendency to self-seal, preventing adequate blood loss. I will be leaving Vonur in two weeks' time to inspect new tools, hoping they will be more satisfactory. End quote. The Morag Tong spread quietly throughout Tamriel in the early years of the Second Era, worshipping Mafala and Sithis with blood, as they had always done. When the Morag Tong assassinated the Emperor Riemann in the year 2920 of the First Era, and his successor, Potentate Versadeche, in the 324th year of the Second Era, the assassins so long the shadows were suddenly thrust into the light. They had become brazen, drunk with murder, literally painting the words Morag Tong on the wall in the Potentate's blood. The Morag Tong was instantly and unanimously outlawed in all corners of Tamriel, with the exception of its home province of Marwind. There, they continued to operate with the blessings of the houses, apparently cutting off all contact with their satellite brothers to the west. There, they continued their quasi-legal existence, accepting black writs and murdering with impunity. Most scholars believe that the birth of the Dark Brotherhood, the secular murder-for-profit order of assassins, was a result of religious schism in the Morag Tong. Given the secrecy of both cults, it is difficult to divine the exact nature of it, but certain logical assumptions can be made. In order to exist, the Morag Tong must have appealed to the highest power in Morrowind, which, at that time, the Second Era, could only have been the tribunal of Almalexia, Sokthasil, and Vivek. Mephala, whom the Tong worshipped with Sithis, was said to have been the anticipation of Vivek. Is it not logical to assume that in exchange for toleration of their continued existence, the Tong would have ceased their worship of Mephala in exchange for the worship of Vivek? The Morak Tong continues, as we know, to worship Sithis. The Dark Brotherhood is not considered a religious order by most, merely a secular organization, offering murder for gold. I have seen, however, proof positive in the form of rich to the Brotherhood that Sithis is still revered above all. So where, the reader asks, is the cause for the schism? How could a silent war have begun when both groups are so close? Both assassin guilds, after all, worship Sithis. And yet, a figure emerges from history who should give those with this assumption pause. The Night Mother. Who the Night Mother is, where she came from, what her functions are, no one knows. Karlovak Tamway, in his generally well-researched historical fiction, 2920, the last year of the First Era, tries to make her the leader of the Morag Tong. But she is never historically associated with the Tong, only the Dark Brotherhood. The Night Mother, my dear friend, is Mafala. The Dark Brotherhood of the West, unfettered by the orders of the Tribunal, continues to worship Mafala. They may not call her by her name, but the Dage of Murder, Sex, and Secrets is their leader still. And they did not, and still do not, to this day, forgive their brethren for casting her aside. The cobbler who met his end in the Second Era, who saw no end in the war between the Brotherhood and the Tong, was correct. In the shadows of the Empire, the Brothers of Death remain locked in combat, and they will likely remain that way forever. And this concludes the lore book, The Brotherhoods of Death. I'd like to say thank you to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, the Elder Scrolls wiki, and the prayer library for hosting this great lore. Folks, if you enjoyed the lore segment, if you enjoy the lore of the Elder Scrolls universe as much as I do, please visit these sites, take a look, and enjoy. 
Uh, this week in Tamrielic Holidays was Day of the Dead. No, not the Mexican holiday. Here in Tamriel, Day of the Dead happens on... <laughs> well, what was that? Uh, uh, Dios del Muertos? Really? What? Aren't you Mexican? Uh, no, I'm Spanish. Yeah, same Hello. thing. Hola. Cinco de Mayo. Hola. Estás aquí, David? Hola. Day of the Dead here in Tamriel reigns and the 13th, the Day of the Dead is one of the more peculiar holidays of Daggerfall. The superstitious say that the dead rise on this holiday to wreak vengeance on the living. It is a fact that King Lysandus, Spectre, began its haunting on the Day of the Dead, Third Era, 404. Or George Romero movie. <laughs> That's right. I feel like this required more out of it more of like a horror movie type of announcer voice do you, you want to do it again no nah, nah. yeah. miss mr announcer is not here no. or or bane guess okay. guess bane <laughs> day of the dead the day of the dead is one of the more peculiar holidays of daggerfall superstitious say Day of the Dead. The dead rise on this holiday to wreak vengeance on the living. It is a fact. King Lysandus the Spectre began its haunting on the Day of the Dead in the Third Era, 404. So just what do I have to do to make sure that that mistake never happens again? Donate to the Quest Gaming Network. $10 or more. Because... <laughs> In Espanol, Dias de los Muertos. No, no. No, just creeped out. No. Jesus. Uh, a very long show today, guys. Hopefully it was enjoyable. Hopefully we've, we've kept you entertained and interested throughout all of it. Um, it. Sucks. I quit. Turn off my webcam and leaving. Jeez, Shank. Just talk about, like, you know, bouncing on a bro in the middle of it all. Need some natty ice, man. Totally. Just chill. I thought we were going to, like, bro out, too. I'm sorry. I just heard the words bro out and natty ice, and I instantly came back. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, we normally like to have emails at the bottom of the show, but uh, this time this time around, I think we're going to save them for, for next week. Uh, that does bring us to the bottom of the show, and I want to call out uh, ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. If you enjoyed the show, catch up uh, all the latest and greatest. In the Elder Scrolls community at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Of course, whenever there's patch notes that uh, that drop for Elder Scrolls Online, you're going to see it at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com, including breaking news as well. So, and, and also editorials, our opinions on Elder Scrolls and Elder Scrolls Online, all at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com, plus our guild page, our podcasts. Oh, yeah. All happens there at elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Once again, you can email the show at elderscrolls at offtherecord at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at elderscrollsotr. I'm Avarwin. Follow me at Avarwin. That's E-V-A-R-W-I-N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B. Dave is at Sharding with Fury. Yes! That's S-H-A-R-T. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, could we not read that one? Dave's no. at D-N-Force. D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank is at I'm an Unbelievable Jerk. 
Shanks at Shank the Tank, S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K. Leave off that E for your final thoughts, guys, starting with Dave. <laughs> starting with Dave. Says he, is, he said his Skype died. Starting with Lou. <laughs> well, first I'd like to say big thank you to the man, Paul Sage from ZMX Online Studios for dropping by, giving his insight, and dropping some unofficial stuff like the, you know, uh, tabards and, you know, dies. Mm-hmm. God, yes. And, uh, you know, the slight of Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild, when, not if. So, <laughs> hope. Keep waiting, folks. It's there. It's there. Uh, Dave, your final thoughts, please. Uh, I want to thank the huge G himself for showing up, and I hope that he answered people's questions that we've all had in the back of our minds. I hope that uh, he answered a few good ones. And Shank? Um, Yeah, thanking Paul G, and slightly unrelated, but honestly, I would be very, very remiss and disrespectful to everybody who gave me kind words on Shank's spiel today. But uh, other than that, very excited that Paul Sage was on. Uh, That, I mean... He's a huge G. What can I say, man? Yeah, Shank, when does when does Shank's spiel come out? Uh that's that's uh every every Thursday actually at nine AM Eastern on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash quest gaming network. You can find a new one every single week. And what's this week's about? This week, um <laughs> in very typical Shank style, I take the very non-confrontational, very, very appeasing approach. Mm, that means it's not non-appeasing and extremely confrontational. It is very confrontational and typical Shank style. Um, right. Basically taking it to the industry media and uh, talking about their ignorance and just why they're ignorant. So I actually got a lot of positive feedback both on Twitter and YouTube. So very shocked about that, actually. So hey, hey, definitely go. check it out if you guys want to disagree, agree with me, whatever. Go get them, Tiger. Could we never do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks again to uh, to Paul for for coming on in. Uh, we know that he's he's very generous with his time, and uh, we we certainly appreciate him. You know, letting us know exactly what what some of the thought process is behind, um, you know, nerfing fights like that. I mean, let's let's call it what it is. I mean, yeah. Uh, the fights got nerfed, but there was a, a specific reason for it, and you know they they feel well, that I wouldn't even say that they were nerfed. I'd say that they were balanced. At this point, it isn't to make it easier, per se. It's to make sure that it's not overly ridiculously difficult and unable to be completed. Okay, that's fine. I mean, they the power of those bosses were were reduced. Because and they were out of line. They were reduced because they felt that they were too powerful to um, to to have most of the people who are enjoying the game enjoy those fights. That's that's you know he he said that when they see bosses you know killing you off um, you know four four times or more and you know it's it's difficult to get through it. They they look to rebalance it. So there you know, there it is. Um, so we we appreciate that explanation, of course. Um, I I don't think it's a bad thing. And 
what else? I think there was something else I wanted to say about it. Um, oh, right, the Gil Tabards. Yeah, Gil Tabards. Totally awesome that he he like leaked that to us. The Gil Tabards and and dies. He's he's playing around with dies at uh, at work. So that's that's definitely awesome. I just want console info. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, the only reason he didn't give you console info, and and correct me if I'm wrong here, Varwin, it isn't because they're not going to bring it to consoles. The reason he didn't give you info, Shank, is because he hates you. Yeah. Remember yeah. remember about the steamy deposit thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alice Rolls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Let's start saying goodbye, guys, and we'll start with Dave. Goodbye, guys. See how I did it exactly as you wanted me to? Yeah. That's because I'm better than the other two here. Uh, and then, uh, so that's wrong. So, Shank. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell is Andy? <laughs> who, the, who the hell is Andy? Hello. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us. See you all again next time. You guys suck. Take care, everyone. <laughs> be safe. And may the foos be with you.